Episode number eighty three, creeping wow. creeping up on the uh, the one hundred. Uh, took a took took uh, what two weeks off? A week? One week. No, one, one week, week off. Yeah. Took a week off. Uh, we're gonna do. We're gonna try something new for you guys. Let us know how you feel about it. Um, so pretty much what it comes down to, you know, for me. <laughs> and then like that's kind of telling them I don't I'm I'm sick of being a weekly wrestling review show yeah. I think there's too many um and like especially in our area like we have like especially the people we collaborate with there's like six of us that are all doing the same thing reviewing Raw and yeah I, I, I don't give a shit about Raw so that's and, and, and and that's a thing too it's like how many like I I don't want to keep putting wrestling down you know what I mean and mm-hmm. obviously it's a, it's a slump right now when it comes to the main roster of WWE so just to keep coming and being like all right, this is garbage this is garbage garbage it just feels like we're like bitter wrestling fans too mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's, it's, um, it's hard though. And it's hard to find the things you are interested in when the negativity overshadows a lot of the positive. Yeah. You know? So, and like I said, we're not going to insult you. If you watch pro wrestling, obviously, uh, you, you, you're watching it. So re- hearing us rehash what we feel about pro wrestling is just kind of, it's boring to me. I, I, I have a hard time listening to other podcasts that review shows because I watch it, then I do it, and then it's like, it's just like, I don't know. We're over it. I, I um, listen to post-wrestling. That's the yeah. That's like my news source for them to review Raw and Dynamite. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna try something new. We're gonna we're gonna still kick uh, do like a little bit of like news, and maybe we'll we'll, we'll if like, something really really good happening during the week, like a really good match or a really bad segment, yeah. um, which mm. noteworthy, yeah, <laughs> which Brian <laughs> may have to talk about. Uh, yeah, we we will cover stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the, the most yeah, for the most part, we're not gonna really talk about storylines and buildups until. Uh, like a pay per view, like this. This week mm-hmm. we're gonna we are gonna cover a little bit of Hell in a Cell, which uh, snuck up on it. Yeah, um, you know, until this past draw, I forgot they used that awful red cell now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe they won't. No, they, they had it on raw. Like yeah, it was oh, they brought it down. Well, yeah. That was awful. Remember, it was it was red on red light. As that, long as not they the red light, yeah. we were gonna be negative, but I can't be. Remember that in Hell in a Cell last year? Yeah. With Fiend oh, Seth Rollins. Geez. Oh my. Yeah. That's what. That was my. I had enough. Yeah. That's when I stopped watching Raw regularly, and I was like, I just don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, so we are doing a little bit of review, I guess, leading up to the Hell in a Cell, and that's kind of how we're going to keep it from here on out. It's going to be, we're gonna, we're not going to do weekly stuff until the pay-per-view comes, then give you a recap of the storylines building up to that pay-per-view. So we'll be like, all right, listen, like Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso, they're in a Hell in a Cell again this week, and just kind of an example. We'll be like, listen, at first the storyline was... Meh. Yeah. I was like Jey Uso, you know what I mean? Like that's for the most part. But then it grew on you. Like this is actually a decent rivalry. I'm like, I, I do I think Jey Uso is gonna win? Not a shot in hell. But of um, course. it it was a good buildup. Yeah. So stuff like that, we'll do that. Um, well, you know, who's waiting in the wings for a title shot, right? Otis, the other Uso. The Met- uh, no, 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 Goldberg. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a rumor that people think Roman's retiring. Okay. No. What? No, what? he's Why not. Would- why would he retire? That's stupid. Yeah, I, I don't. Unless he was going to be an actor, but then yeah. I'm thinking. Of, I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, so nobody's, uh, nobody's making movies right now. Yeah, everything's being postponed. <laughs> um, yeah, so and then uh, what we will do this week in wrestling history still. Mm-hmm. That's a fun thing. And then uh, every week we're gonna fi- pick a topic. The topic may is gonna kind of like old school the way we used to do the shows, but you know it started running longer because the reviews took up more of the time. Yeah, and we never really got the topics anymore. That's not the case. The topic's gonna be the he- the main event of the show. Um, so we're gonna pick either a. Uh, story in wrestling history we're gonna do a uh maybe a spotlight on a wrestler on mm-hmm. an event on something interesting of wrestling so it's gonna be more or less like even if you're not a wrestling fan we feel like the story that we're gonna tell at the end may be in- interesting enough that even if you're not a pro wrestling fan the stories will be inter- like kind of like dark side of the ring yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. speaking of third season and coming they out officially announced it and they said there's gonna be a brian pillman one the clash in korea wcw show and what was there was another one? Oh, God. Uh, the Grizzly Grizzly yeah, Smith and Smith. his family, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. And they said what? I think there's eleven, or then they put it to fourteen. Fourteen. The fourteen, fourteen episodes. Yeah, 14 episodes. So, wow. Man, I hope I hope we get that XPW. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've seen a lot of people clamoring for that one. Yeah, I think they they probably even Conrad was saying and Conrad's tight with one of the producer guys, so I'm sure he was like, hey, we should do this. Let's make that happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you are watching, the chat is open. Talk to us. Uh, put your feedback in there. Tell us what you think, what you like, um, and then and let's have some fun here. Make sure if you are watching, hit that share button. Let people know that you uh, that we exist. Uh, the best way to make these podcasts grow is word of mouth. Um, we do have a uh, um, a community, a wrestling community on our Facebook. It's the Tornado Tag Podcast Community. It's a group page. If you are a wrestling page, if you are a podcast, if you are a pro wrestler, if you have an event, a merch page, anything, that is open to everyone. I'm, we, The doors are open for anyone to come in here and share their content and share their sure. cool stuff. News and, stories. And, and news stories. Uh, we are going to start a re- threads every time wrestling is on. So if you are a fan and you want to, Start a thread like for Raw or SmackDown a discussion. Yeah, like a discussion. So like when Raw Raw is live, we can have like a live discussion. We're gonna start mm-hmm. one of those. It will start for Hell in a Cell um, this weekend. We'll start it up. Um, I personally don't watch live, so I won't be able to j- participate too much in the live discussions. But you guys are more than welcome to do so. Um, we do have in the links below also an Instagram, a YouTube page. So unless you are watching this on YouTube, thank you so much. Make sure you hit that <laughs> bell. And uh, hit the subscribe comment as well below. More comments, the algorithms, all that fun stuff. Um, lets people know that this is a thing. Um, if you're the guy, if you're the person uh, doing the thumbs down, you're still a coward. Yeah. I, we, we challenge you. We told you to comment in the, in the section. You won't do it. You know you're it's a punk. Still attention. Mm-hmm. Like they say, any attention is good attention. Dude, if you are watching on YouTube, you thumbs down it too. Get take his power away. Yeah, but like <laughs> if, so let's say he's doing that right, but they still go into YouTube and doing the link, so the algorithm still. So here's back a fun to fact. Page. Here's a fun fact. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna do a little angry um, thing on the Facebook. Yeah. I'm looking at the Facebook stream. I'm gonna do yeah. angry face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The uh, the fun thing is is that uh, it unless it changed, the person who was giving the thumbs down yeah. is a subscribed user. Oh wow! Well, yeah. So you, yeah, but I mean, when you click on the, the that video, that channel, it's gonna come up more because you're clicking on. Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. So, so they're helping not, us out. Not yeah. Feeding. It's like them guys that buy the albums to burn them. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. You, you still bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Um, I just think it's funny that they they don't they don't they they're not going to do it on any other platform because yeah. they can get be, they can get yeah. exposed. Well, yeah, you can't go. But on they Facebook. can hide unless on, you make a fake account. They can hide on YouTube. Teddy Bear. That was. One of the oh my God! Please, if you're the guy, make a fake face. Yeah. Use your Facebook account and just join. Maybe, our... maybe it's El Gran Gordo. Yeah. El, Gran Gordo. <laughs> El Generico. Yeah. What? No, he's in it, he's it, in an orphanage in Mexico. Yeah. I yeah. thought he was dead. Might be. El Gran Gordo, the great fat. I think that was yeah, that pretty means. much great yeah. fat. Um, 
Yes. Apparently that was the same mask that uh, La Luchadora wore, oh, really? like uh, <laughs> Becky Lynch and Mickey. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I like that. It was probably just like in a bag. Every the, the road show. Like here's the yeah. monitor and here's the bag of gimmicks, like they say. Yeah, it's a, it's a box Bruce. of gimmicks, yeah. But yeah, all right. So let's. Well, while we're there, um, do do man. When it comes to anything, well, I guess not, we'll we'll skip it this week for uh, anything interesting. Except we'll 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 kind of do um, for main roster, I guess, because obviously the lead up to Hell in a Cell, a lot of the stuff from Raw and SmackDown will be mm-hmm. in there because it's the lead up. Um, NXT, um, for the most part, anything stand out? I I didn't have time to watch it. I, 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 I enjoyed. Pac-Man. I thought it was a solid show, top to bottom. I agree. Next uh, week's Halloween Havoc. Right? Next week is Halloween. Oh, Havoc. can't wait. I'm so, I'm excited. I thought Shotzi. Oh, one uh, thing I one thing I do want to point out. They okay. fixed it. They they're saying spin the wheel, make the deal. Now they fixed it. I was very happy to see that. What was she saying before? Make a deal. Spin the wheel, oh. make a deal. Yeah. I think Shotzi just messed it up. Oh well, she was a little too too much when she was doing that. You're gonna wrestle at spin the wheel. I'm like, tone it down a little bit. Yeah. Um, I do have a pro wrestling loot crate box to do an unboxing for. Um, we may do it after we wrap tonight. We may not. I, I was I was hoping that my pro wrestling crate will be here. Mm-hmm. Our pro wrestling, the pro wrestling tees crate, um, and this do two in one night and call it a day. Um, so it is in there. Uh, spoiler alert: there is a Halloween Havoc shirt in there. Oh wow! Awesome. Oh nice. Yeah, it's the wheel. And yeah, it's nice. Wheel. Make 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 That's it. One make cool the thing deal. everybody wanted for years and like, ah, we don't use the WCW. There's a Kamala mask. Oh wow! Yeah, that's pretty cool. The autograph is really. F- I just fuck it. I'll just talk about it real quick. Yeah. Hold on. I seen the glacier mask. That's, like, what, that's what, for Alex? pro wrestling tees. Oh, okay. The glacier mask is because it's basically glacier's mask, but a mask mask. Well, nowadays mask a mouth covering. So you I know. had the pro wrestling slam crate, right? Uh-huh. And I thought it was uh, good, but the problem is it's pr- it's loot crate and it takes forever to get here. Mm-hmm. So we found this pro wrestling loot, and it's very similar to pro wrestling tees. Uh, you only get one T-shirt though. You get an autograph, and you get. Like just miscellaneous things. So the first thing you get is a Kamala mask. <laughs> so there's a Kamala mask. <laughs> That's funny. Um, the T-shirt, the spin the wheel, make the deal. Okay, yeah. Ninety. What does it say? Ninety-six. Yep. Hol- um, have uh, ninety-two. Okay, I was gonna say. Yeah, they, they, they only did it 90. two years. Yeah, they should have yeah. had the whole time. Um, yeah, they, they only did it uh, the one with uh, Sting and Jake and the one with Vader and Cactus. Oh, okay. Rodriguez. Oh yeah. Pen. What's his name? Uh, Alejandro, no, not Alejandro, I'm thinking Ricardo. Ricardo. Yeah, Ricardo, Ricardo. Yeah, Rick- it's not Alejandro Estrada. Armando! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <The> only th- <laughs> Don't you dare get over. Yeah, the only thing with this pack that I, I, I'm not super into is, uh, I mean, it's not terrible, just mm-hmm. I don't know anyone from it, but it's Four Corners cards. Like, of Japan? I guess so, just called, it's just this Four Corners one guy where, oh, Four Corners, let me see. And it's just like a list, it's like all these, like independent guys. Trey Miguel, Platinum Series, four corner cards. Yeah, the and then it, the Jushin Liger card. Oh, that's cool. It's like an artwork of Jushin. Are these open? Yeah, they're open. Right? And the autograph. Oh, Rey Mysterio. Fucking wow, Rey Mysterio cool. autograph. I don't. I don't know. I think it's dope. I don't. I. I. I would never thought I would ever own a Rey Mysterio autograph, but here it is. Here we are. I don't. The four corners cards must be the. Uh, they're like all indie guys. Yeah, it's all random hopefully, indie guys. Hopefully no drama about these trading cards. There was a little drama about trading cards uh, the other weekend. Really? Uh, yeah, the, when they had the collective, when GCW did the collective where they did like Bloodsport and Joey Janela Spring Break and stuff like that, there was a lot of stuff going on. There was, it was uh, oh, okay. a couple of the wrestlers tested positive for COVID. Yeah. And Ethan Page pulled out. Ethan Page was supposed to have a big part in Joey Janela Spring Break, but he got into a little bit of a Twitter fight with Janela because they were putting out these trading cards, and he was like, hey, if you're selling these, you should probably either get our consent to do them or pay us or both. Yeah. 
and uh, they didn't. Well, and uh, I guess he, he smoothed things over with Janela, but I, there was rumors that he had a uh, an argument with uh, Brett Lauderdale, the guy who promotes GCW. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going through. It's just random. It's like they have Allison K, but then it's like some guys are like Australian Wolf, some guys I've never heard of. Um. Oh, so yeah. the big the big thing with Dirty NXT, Doug. Yeah. The big thing <laughs> with NXT is uh, next week is Halloween Havoc, so they had some build up to that, and uh, new tag team champ. So that's pretty much the thing we'll do too. If it, like big title changes and stuff, so we do have two new yeah. tag team champions. Um. And uh, Brian, you take you you take that one away. It's, it's one of your, that's your boys. You like that team? Yeah. Oh yeah. A big fan of the team, especially uh, the one guy. But the the main event was supposed to be uh, the undisputed era against. Breezango, but throughout the show, O'Reilly and Roddy both got attacked. So it winds up being Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, since they were the ones that lost the number one contenders match. And they win with the help of a masked man. He almost looked like Cobra Commander with that mask. And he unmasks at the end of the show, and Tell it's Pat McAfee. He's back. Yeah. Pat McAfee. Gonna, I guess they're still building up for another Pat McAfee. And, uh, um, Adam Cole match. I think I they're know. building up maybe for war games where it's going to be oh, Pat yeah, McAfee, to... those two guys, and, again, and another guy against Undisputed Era. Yeah, because that era. way if he gets lost, he got he got like nine other guys to go, hey, yeah. what, what am I doing? Good call. Does Pat McAfee do something off the top of the cell? Off the cage? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not off the top, but like climbs up to almost the top. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Um, yeah, so that that's pretty much the big thing uh, with that. Uh, NXT. I mean, AEW, we pretty much had our first four matches to find out who's going to be in the finals now. Yeah, of, of the to- tournament no one's seen coming. It's yeah. not going to be Kenny versus Hagman. No way. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Kenny sp- hey, it could still be Kenny against Wardlow. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, it's Wardlow versus... Uh... <laughs> versus Penta or uh, Phoenix. Yeah, that's going to be finals. Yeah, that's the finals. <laughs> Wardlow wins. Uh, Kenny squashes Sunny. <laughs> yeah, um, B-Trigger, B- one-wing angel. Good night. Yep. Um, they didn't have that long intro for him when it said uh, he also one time wrestled in North Carolina. Yeah, <laughs> like, with the two girls dancing with the brooms. Yeah, and they broke the uh, Meltzer five stars. The cleaner channel. girls, yeah. Yeah, not only in singles but also tag team. And I was like, this is pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah, because they're just making him look like a total self-absorbed ass, which is yeah. perfect. Yeah, I, 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 we do have takes on who, if we think he's going to win the tournament, and I think we all are in agreement. No, I think he is. You think he's winning? Yeah. It's possible. I think Hagman wins because I think that's what turns him from being this egomaniac to just being vicious and being the cleaner. But I could see him winning. It it could go either way. Yeah. I think Hangman wins as well. I think Hangman gets the better of him. And then how Brian says he kind of just snaps. Mm -hmm. He snaps and is like not heel, but like the cleaner. He goes back to like serious business. Um, Hey, he's already a heel. No, no, no. There's already a serious business. Yeah, come on now. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good call. I didn't even realize I wait said till, that. Wait till I get there, and I'm in the tournament. Yeah. Um, Phoenix and Pentagon was fantastic. Um, oh, yeah, it was. I mean, uh, Phoenix looked like he got his bell rung a little bit there on that. There's a few rock. times in the show. Yeah, that... the, the head scissors off the top rope. I was like, ooh. And then, like, fucking Pentagon goes for a flip in DDT. I'm like, and then he's just got a blur. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Um, but then he got back together, though. So Jungle Boy and uh, Wardlow. Wardlow was awesome. He's I like Jungle opener. Boy. Yeah, but yeah, he's good. Yeah, um, Wardlow reminds me of a, and this isn't a knock. I'm not. This is me not making sh- taking a shot at anybody, but he reminds me of a, like a more athletic Mike Orlando. Okay, I can because like he can like yeah. do flips and stuff. Yeah, like, I mean, he's still he's still green, but he's good. He's good. You can tell like he's yeah. more seasoned. Because I guess they, they both have very similar looks. They're both they play the big guy yeah, roles yeah. and stuff. But like Wardlow is very athletic for his size. Yeah, he is. Um, he's still young. So yeah, um, and he then got a good uh, future ahead of him. And Hangman, so Jungle Boy. Hangman Cole Cabana 
It was, it was all right. It was all right. Yeah. Didn't blow me away. But uh, what's his name? Watching the match just looked so outrageous. Evil Uno with his mask and suit, and he's like, I'm "Yeah, like, what? What is going on?" Um, but then the highlight of the show, Brian, was the Britt Baker job match. <laughs> was the musical? Well, uh, yeah, it made me turn the show off. I, I I didn't watch the end of Dynamite, so really bad. Uh, I I'm fine with comedy and wrestling. I'm fine with being experimental in wrestling, but be consistent, like. I get that MGF's entire gimmick is he's a troll, but you already did the SNL ending. You had a fucking musical on your show. Tony Khan, before this thing started, was like, oh, we're going to be like Mid-South. Bill Watts would have fired everybody involved with that yeah, segment. Yeah, Half the guys that worked there wouldn't work there if Bill Watts would yeah. be Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Andy and I, in the group chat, we agreed on this. We kind of both feel like this was designed specifically to piss off Jim Cornette. Yeah. And Which is like... That's exa- yeah. Okay, you want to do that, but is that the reason you're going to put on a show to piss one guy off? Yeah. How about to entertain millions? Yeah, like, like the whole thing with the steak in the beginning was funny, and then yeah, like, I was like after after well, they, like, after they like, get like, done okay. singing, I'm like, oh. after they but get done also singing, done the same thing with these two for like six weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah. And then after they get done singing, and they just did like the steak's too rare, man. Yeah, like, that was funny. Like it started off good, ended good, but in the middle, like the singing yeah. part was just like, I, I fucking, I absolutely hate musicals. Yeah, I hate any musical involving anyone about anything. I just fucking I, hate I don't it. mind musicals. Uh, like, but, I, I, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. It's okay. Yeah, yeah I like, mean, even you like musical, but like, it's it's out of place. Like, always, the reason why I hate it is, yeah. uh, in what situation in life have you ever said the only recourse I can take is to break into song? That does not happen. I understand this, uh, th- suspending disbelief. It's professional wrestling. It happens every time we end the show. We but do like, like a we do a musical at the very yeah. end after we turn the cameras. It's off. like what? When have you ever been like, oh, you know, I, 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 I lost my job and I don't know what to do. Like you don't. That doesn't happen. <laughs> and so it does. It doesn't happen in wrestling either. So like, at least it wasn't a match. That's what I can say. Yeah. But as soon as they started singing, I was like, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. I mean, I did watch the rest of the show, but I I zoned right out. Yeah. I was looking at my phone, pet my cat. Yeah. It was, yeah. Like. I, I enjoy musicals. I uh, I saw the Book of Mormon on Broadway. I watch. I saw Spamalot locally. I, especially comedic musicals. I liked Hamilton, but I don't want it in wrestling. I, I watched Hamilton. I didn't want Aaron Burr to get power bombed through a table at any point <laughs> in that show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't want a lot of things in wrestling that that I like. It just has no place. What do you guys think? If you guys are watching or hanging yeah. out with us, what did you think of the musical? A, a Were lot you a of fan people or did not? like it. And I'm like. I don't, but uh, here's it, the thing: no, Did people it like it because like it was Chris Jericho? The people who liked it really Maybe. liked it, and the people who hated it hated yeah. it. Yeah, but like, what does it, what what does it make you want to see? Everything in wrestling makes you want to see. If something. If Chris Jericho did that musical for. on Raw, it would have been shit on. Yeah, well, yeah, well, they said oh, Elias yeah. did that, which was also terrible. See, I, um, I didn't mind Elias's. Hey, but that's I, Elias's I, gimmick. Yeah. Chris Jericho and MJF aren't the fucking honky tonk man. Yeah, yeah, this is true. I didn't mind Elias's. Oh. I actually thought the band. I mean, it's very. It's not your style of music, no. at all. <laughs> um, but I think Christian, as from a music Christian standpoint, soft rock or something. Yeah, like. from, as a musical standpoint, he didn't have a terrible voice, and he didn't. Uh, he was pretty decent on his guitar. Yeah, more. He was better than I anticipated. Okay, him to be. there you go. Yeah, it's like when Jeff Jarrett like went out and lip sync. Yeah, like, everyone's like, I don't know. I'd rather listen to every, with my every, baby tonight. Everyone in the everyone <laughs> in the crowd with their mullets like he's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Spend my time. Go. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying I'd, go, I'd run out and buy Elias's no, album. No, nobody is. Here's the, they're actually selling that album. It's like, how are you going to sell an album when he's a heel and we're supposed to boom? Like, why would we buy his album? Yeah. Now, if he's a good guy, you'd be like, okay, when John Cena did his rap album. Well, he should turn around and be like, this album is selling millions oh, of Oh, yeah. Well, they're going to say that no matter yeah. what. So, 
But I, yeah, I, don't, I didn't like either. But I don't want a musical. And I just yeah. And but here's the thing: everything in wrestling is designed to make you want to see something. What do you want to see after that? I don't want to see Chris Jericho versus MJF, and I don't even want to see them tag up. Yeah. So that what did that segment do? Other than hey, it wasn't that something. Yeah, you know, that was something. All right. It's interesting. It's a interesting. It was an interesting idea. Um, but yeah, it was. I mean, th- 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 it gets talked about because it's so out there. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I'm sure there's gonna be a T-shirt Just, made. You know, like when the Firefly Funhouse first came, it was puppets. It's like well, that's yeah. so out there. All right, let's uh, let's get in this week in wrestling history. All right, uh, I have two shows that happened this day in wrestling history. They're kind of nice. Not even numbers, but nice round numbers. So 25 years ago today, Mm. October 22nd, 1995, we had In Your House for Great White North from Vancouver. Mm. And this was the show that had the shortest intercontinental title reign of all time. Oh, Dean Douglas. Dean Douglas, yeah. He was supposed to wrestle Shawn Michaels. Michaels was intercontinental champion at the time. But about 10 days before this, Michaels was attacked by... Some say anywhere from three to ten Marines at a bar in Syracuse. <laughs> yeah, why the Bulldog and X-Pac were drunk in the car. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so yeah, he he was out of he he was out of commission for a little bit there. So he had to forfeit the title, the old Shawn Michaels title change. It's his specialty. Yep. Losing the title without losing the title. Love it. This was the this was the <laughs> third time he did it, and mm-hmm. and there would be more in the future, but. Uh, they had a time when he had the dispute when he dropped the Intercontinental title the first time. When they had the tag titles, they lost because uh, him and Diesel uh, Diesel turned babyface, and then this one. So Sh- Dean Douglas uh, gets gets the win there. Tony, do you remember Dean Douglas? Is it the the Dean? Of, uh, no, I, I'm trying to think. Uh, Shane Douglas. Uh, Shane Douglas. And I yeah, give the, you yeah. the grade of an F. Oh yeah 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 yeah. He, he yeah, had like white have... blue. Mm-hmm. You have the hottest, most cutting-edge heel in the business, and you make him into an evil teacher because he was a teacher before. Yeah. Yeah. And one of and, his first and, promos when he went to yeah. ECW was, when I got back from Cartoon Land, I'm like, that's so good. And he had the uh, uh, the crest on his. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, like the, the cape, like, like and he the had Harry, a hat when he first yeah, came like, out. He had like the like, Harvard crest on his. Yeah, because yeah, he was yeah. a dean. Didn't he ha- the dean of wrestling. did he have like an... Did he have an exclamation point on the back of his singlet? I, <laughs> I, I think I he did. remember yeah. that. <laughs> the baby blue singlet. And it's like, oh, boy, what are we doing here? Dean Douglas. And I'm like, well, your last name is Douglas, so you're going to be Dean Douglas. Yeah. Like the dean of students. You figured it out. Yeah. This was around the time that everybody had to have a job. Yeah. The, the wrestling business was so down at this point. You had to have a second plumber, job. You had the plumber. Race car You had driver. the garbage man. Yeah. <laughs> it's people who stole stuff. Repo man, yeah. We'll maybe talk about <laughs> him later. Farmer, you know, had to, had to have an occupation. Yep. Den, den, evil dentist. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any, so, any uh, of the ones. Yeah, there's there so many of them. Yeah, yeah. truck driver. Was Diesel supposed to be a truck driver? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Or was he supposed to be a truck? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think don't he know. was supposed to be a truck. Remember his his first music was just like a, like a re- idling engine. Yeah, it was an yeah. idling diesel truck that just kept blowing its horn. And then they added the dum 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 dum. The generic baseline. A, uh, a babyface. They added that part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so with this with this match, uh, Dean Douglas wins the IC title by forfeit. But then he immediately has to wrestle Razor Ramon. Who hey, beats him? Know. So Shane or Dean Douglas, sorry, Dean Douglas's intercontinental total reign lasted a whopping thirteen it's minutes like, yeah. fifty-two seconds. 
<laughs> Ain't that something? If you're listening, and Jeff. Th- Jeff always picks on me saying Shane Douglas is better than Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels never had a 13-minute title run. <laughs> Just saying. 13-minute title. I don't think many people have. <laughs> I think, I think, I think a promo to... I think there's 13 minute promo to give up the titles. Yeah, I, do. I think there's guys who held a 24 7 title longer than that. Oh, God. 24 7. Did you see what Charlie Caruso said on Raw Talk? Oh, my God. No, I didn't. She called it the 24 uh, 7 9 11 747 title. Yeah, that's what Truth says. The 9/11. She said 9/11. Oh, 9/11. Oh, 7:47. And then 7:47 like a jumbo jet. Oh boy! Wow. Well, like, whoa. She's a big 9/11 and uh, one man gang fan. <laughs> so just put them together. That's 9/11 for 7:47 title. Oh, she Wowzer. She's probably dumb. Good thing that happened on Raw Talk. In real life. <laughs> yeah, nobody saw it. Nobody. Yeah, saw nobody it. saw that. Yeah. <laughs> And so, yeah, Razor wins the title. That was his fourth Intercontinental title, his final Intercontinental mm-hmm. title. And that was the record at the time. I think either Miz or Jericho has a record now, but four was the record at that point. And Douglas buried by the click, and he would uh, leave WWF shortly thereafter. I think, like, November, January, or December, January, he was wrapping up. And then he uh, went right back to ECW. Do you remember? Because I, I think he was supposed to wrestle, like, Ahmed Johnson or somebody at the In Your House in December. And they wound up having his uh, graduate student Buddy Landell wrestle instead. Oh, God. <laughs> Buddy Landell notoriously for he would come in, work, and get high, and then just not show up to work. And they're like, okay, yeah. you're not going to wrestle for the world title? But okay. So that's why he kind of, his career was always like, eh, yeah, no, nope, nope, nope. So Buddy Landell. Yeah. It was a shame. He's pretty the good. Other... No, he's talented, yeah. The other big thing this show was was known for was it was the in-ring debut of Goldust. Ooh. Going back and watching old Goldust matches mm-hmm. and stuff where he was on TV. Oh, boy. Those yeah. crowds. I know. How about the, the stuff they used to say? In this early was 90s. before they started doing the gay overtones. I think when they first came out, there was chant like Power Ranger at him. <laughs> that and, and the uh, the F word that doesn't mean Friday. Yeah, and his, his old yeah. suits were pretty cool, though. I, I always loved his music too. That's yeah. some of the best music ever. Well, didn't they? Didn't they do no? Uh, the TV was later. HGTV. Oh, gee, that was or way. G- later. Yeah, oh, was, yeah, it was way that, later. That was yeah, like, it was like uh, six, five years later, probably. Yeah. Ninety-nine. Yeah. yeah. And they never confirmed that was actually gold. No, dust, they never did. But they like it was. Well, they supposed to be. It was supposed to be his thing, and I think he left or whatever got fired. Yeah. And... Yeah. He he left right the first time they did it, and. WWE has stuff on your YouTube channel that says this is not true. It is. I found the I found the role on the network one day. I forget which one it was. The first time they did it, it was called GDTV. Yeah. And then they said, well, and no, then, that was goddamn. No, it wasn't. <laughs> and then, yeah, they just uh, – then there was always talk that it might be – like they were going to try to get Tom Green to be on there because it was when Tom Green was really yeah. hot. Yeah. And – I think if, if you can make an argument for anybody, it was Thrasher from the Headbangers because he was the only person to ever summon GTV. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because it was when uh, Mosh was Chaz. It was when they, they stopped doing the beaver cleavage thing, and he had the girl with her, they, and uh, unfortunately she passed away very young. Um, her name was like Mariana or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was like his, and, his girlfriend in real life. And she would come out with like black eyes and stuff. Fun fact, and she was, Thrasher follows us on Instagram. Oh, that's cool. And she would act like, oh, Mosh or Chaz beat me. And oh, then yeah, G- I remember that. Like they summon GTV. Thrasher comes out and they summon GTV. 
and it shows her like putting makeup on showing she was making it up <laughs> yeah and then i think they were gonna bring the headbangers back and then they just scrapped it and they wound up doing uh other stuff with I remember them. bruce always talks about he went to make one of them i think thrasher uh dtk doink the clown and there they, they got if, new evil doink yeah there was a there was a one of the video games one of the n64 games either no mercy or I, wrestlemania 2000 you could there was a thrasher like he wasn't in the game but the, his face was one of those like character select things where they go in the little boxes mm-hmm. and it was like thrasher with clown makeup like he never wore that yeah wow yeah so but they said it was like real close to happening i think he was even gonna manage him as brother love oh wow, oh, wow. But, yeah because I know he talked about that on the show a lot, so I was like, I, I think that would have worked in 99. I was sold on yeah. Goldust from the beginning. I always like Goldust, I but like, you're a little kid, like, oh, is he gay? Like, and then that, that, that promo now that uh, that King cuts, when he turns uh, face for the first time, he's like, well, aren't you, you know, queer? And, yeah. it's like, well, and he's like, no, and he beats him up. And I was like, yeah, yeah. you can never do that today. Yeah, no, I was I was sold on it from the jump. I thought it was, I don't know, I was just so different. Yeah, it looked I cool. Like, no. I, did, I didn't know like Dustin Rhodes at the time because I didn't watch WCW. And then uh, he took off his wig. I'm like, oh, was, I thought that real hair was real. <laughs> like, no, I was only 12. <laughs> well, my, still one of my favorite pay-per-views is that WrestleMania when Brett beat Sean. No, uh, Sean beat Brett. Sean beat Brett. And then the bra- backlap brawl. Yeah. <laughs> backlap brawl. Just, they show footage of the OJ chase like yeah. a gold dust of Piper. I fucking love that pay-per-view. It's my one of my favorites. Piper breaks his hands. <laughs> yeah. So like Sean and, <laughs> Sean, and Gold, uh, yeah. Sean and Goldust were like skyrocketed for me after yeah. those pay-per-views. That's a good pay-per-view. Yeah. As a matter of fact, with that show, uh, with this show, the, the In Your House we're talking about, that was 25 years ago today, one of the big things was, uh, yeah, Goldust beat uh, Marty Jannetty. He would beat Razor for the Intercontinental title. Did he squash Marty Jannetty? Probably. Marty was, the Royal Rumble. Marty was on the way out. Man. Yeah. Yeah, Marty was just kind of in and out. Uh, so, the, so the other matches, they had the free-for-all back then. If you looked on, like, TV Guide channel or the preview channel, Jam. they would have, like, the half-hour preview show. On the, pre- on the free-for-all, you had... Bob Sparkplug Holly beating Ooh. Rad Radford. <laughs> Rad Radford, uh, Louis Spicoli. <laughs> yeah. Another guy where he was super hot somewhere else. He was doing this gimmick in Mexico where he was called Madonna's boyfriend. <laughs> and they signed him and they made him Rad Radford. Yeah, he was supposed to be uh, Nirvana, basically. I, yeah. guess, I guess someone showed Vince a picture of Nirvana Pro Jam. <gasps> Look at that. What What are they, Vince? Or Vince was like, what, what are they? Uh, they're, they're like, they're radsters. They're rad dudes. They're rad dudes. Well, they're going to name them Rad Radford. Thank you so much, Jen. Hey, well, thank you for hanging out and, uh, and giving us a share. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You're the MVP of the podcast. And then we had the Smoking Guns def- uh, defended their tag titles <laughs> against 123 Kid and Razor Ramon. So you had Razor pulling double duty here. Wow. Oh, my that God. Was, I, this next I match. think that was setting up the turn because I think 123 Kid turned on him, either yeah, that show or very really soon after. The million dollar corporation. This next match is a barn burner. Mabel beat Yokozuna, mm. or Mabel and Yokozuna wrestled to a double countout. <laughs> Five stars. This, Five stars. This was supposed to be, I think, Mabel against The Undertaker. And Mabel, or Yokozuna, one of them, leg dropped The Undertaker and legit broke his orbital bone, and he was out for a while. Yeah. Is that the Phantom came, Mask? Yeah, that was yeah, when he came back, he came and back, back the mask. The mask. Yeah. And there's a toy of that, I think, too. It was really yeah. cool. Oh, the mask came with the toy. Remember, I had it up. Uh, not, I think, what was the first entertainment? The second one of the Jacks, he had glow in the dark skin. Do you remember that, Brian? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had that somewhere at my mom's house. So th- this was when Gorilla Monsoon was the fan friendly president. Okay. And he's like, well, if you two beat up the Undertaker, you have to wrestle each other. <laughs> and people are like, eh, I don't want to see that. I want to say this is around the time 
and he wasn't there long, but I'm almost positive this was around the time that Bill Watts was involved oh, with okay. WWF. Yeah, he wasn't there and he was, a couple months. A couple weeks even, I think, because oh, wow. he, he was like, I, I want to have full say, and Vince is never going to give that up. Yeah, he, he figured yeah, that out. Yeah, he left, yeah. And your main event was uh, British Bulldog, the freshly heel-turned British Bulldog, beating hair. Diesel by countout. Oh, when he cut those braids off, I, was, I felt like I was betrayed. <laughs> and the match here was so bad. This is when Vince would still do commentary. The match here was so bad that after the match, when the, the pay-per-view was off the air, Vince takes his headphones, throws them down on the table, yells horrible <laughs> at, the, at, at, at Bulldog and Diesel, and then a month later, Bret Hart beat Diesel for the title of Survivor Series. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It probably so that was a match. I, 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 I don't remember that one offhand, but back when, I remember like as a kid, but like now I should watch it just to see, but oh, that was bad. Yeah. So then uh, five years later, the business is doing much better. This mm-hmm. is October 22nd, 2000. WWE No Mercy. The, Best the video game ever. The review that inspired the game. Oh, yeah. This is No Mercy the Game, not the pay-per-view. And uh, the Attitude Era is in full swing now. Wrestling is hot. WWE especially is hot. WCW not so much. They're almost dead. But the big selling point of this No Mercy pay-per-view 20 years ago today is it was the in-ring return of Steve Austin after he uh, got hit by the car and had neck surgery. This was his first match back against the man who hit him, Rikishi. And why did he do it? I did it for The Rock. (laughs) I did it. With the rock. But Ugh. then they retconned it and said Triple H put him up to it. Yeah, I was like Did they ever say who drove the Hummer too? Remember that? Um I think I think it wound up being like they never said it, but somebody came out of the Hummer like Bischoff or somebody yeah, later. I, so I think yeah. you're years later. So you're supposed to put two and two together? I did it five years ago, then wasn't around for two years. And <laughs> Jen says she needs a wrestling name. What would her wrestling name be? I don't know. I have to think. What's, what's, what's her last name? Myers, right? Myers. Myers. Let's oh, see. We'll come up with something. We'll think of something, yeah. yeah. We'll think of something. Um, all right, go ahead. So the other big uh, – so this is a no contest. So they, they fight all over the place. It's a no-holds-barred match. And they're fighting out, out in the back, out in the uh, parking lot. And Austin gets Rikishi down, and he's about to run him over. And then a cop car stops and, like, comes in between them. And they arrest Steve Austin, and that's the finish. (laughs) (laughs) Attitude error. (laughs) Attitude error. Uh, The main event here, uh, the last match on the show, was Kurt Angle beating The Rock in a no-DQ match when Rikishi tried to interfere to help to do it for The Rock. And he uh, backfired, and Angle beat The You think he he learned. He was almost murdered. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, like, well, Rikishi got when he had to fall off that fucking cage. Then at the next pay per view, hell in a cell. Yeah, Armageddon. Yeah, yeah. when he, when he fell off that... the truck with hay in it, it's like, yeah. that was a scary spot. Yeah. That's a lot. Of... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> landed on hay. Like this is gonna cut you all up and like, yeah. Oh, it's like paper cuts all over you. Yeah. What if so we? Get... And after that, like, hey, we don't have to do a crazy bump in every hell in a cell. Yeah, you don't have to. What if Jen gets uh, the Austin Star gimmick and she can be Jen the Star or, or Jen the the superstar with two R's? The, yeah. the she's, she's a huge Toolshed Jack. Fact, she, okay, yeah. she could be Jen Toolshed. To- toolshed Jen. Toolshed Jen. Yeah, toolshed Jen. We gotta give her a crazy last name. Yeah. Manson. Yeah, Manson. There we go. She's a, she's a murderer. <laughs> toolshed Jen Jack. <laughs> Jen Jack. Jen Jackson. Well, no. Jen Jackson. Ca- uh, Jenny Jen Jackson. Cactus Jack was uh, for a little while, like I think it was world class. He was Cactus Jack Manson. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Jen Jack Jackson Jack. See, that's how that's how we're That's yeah. how you come up with the names. Toolshed Jen Jackson. And, uh, there you go. But that, sometimes you're like you go that, and then all of a sudden you say T Bar. Yeah, T Bar, J Bar. Yeah. 
Uh, so this is Angle's first WWE title, and it was less than a year after he debuted. He debuted the November of the year before. Yeah, so he's on that. TV less than a year, and he's the world champion, and he deserved it. And I think he already won the Intercontinental, too, or the European. He, he, both. He had them yeah. both at the same time because he said something very famous. He, was, he, he would call himself the Eurocontinental champion. <laughs> yeah. And he said, I am the first European and intercontinental champion except for D'Lo Brown, and he doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kurt Angle is, like, good on the mic right away, too. Which is Kurt, Kurt Angle is so good. Yeah. People people try to, like, I think when it comes to male a male and also a female, when it comes to, like, best rookie years mm-hmm. in wrestling, it, it, it Ronda and Kurt are yeah. probably very high up there. I mean, Ronda's not so good on the Kirk mic, but Kirk, for me. Kirk's number one as well just because of his mic work. Yeah, Kirk was just like, wow, he's great uh, all around. Like, yeah, uh, he was great in the ring, too. It wasn't just yeah. mic yeah. work. So he was another one. Bought in right away. Yeah. Bought right in on. right away. Loved it. And then what put him over for me big time is when him and the Eddie feud. Okay, yeah. When like when Eddie would do, when Eddie would put it, he put Eddie in the ankle lock and he would take his boot off. Yeah. Like I was just like, this is amazing. <laughs> I was like the... Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels feud. I'm just the sexy Kurt. Yeah, yeah Sherry. <laughs> or when he came yeah, out with the Sherry's milk. Like, when he came Sherry out with the milk truck and sprayed yeah. everybody. <laughs> Steve, they didn't mention the Steve Austin thing at all. Yeah. Oh my God. There was a thing because he won the King of the Ring that year, his first year too. And right afterward, he's in the locker room and Hardcore Holly like kicks his crown. And he's like, "You kicked my crown." And Hardcore Holly's like getting all fired up, like, "Well, yeah, I'm gonna go out there and kick your ass too." He's like just yelling at him. He just goes. You kicked my crown. <laughs> like, you're still mad about the crown. <laughs> he's amazing. I love Kurt. Too bad he didn't stay a... there longer, but he had his, you know, his problems. And they went to TNA. He was actually in TNA longer than WWE. Yeah. Which is, yeah. And he did some good stuff in TNA. But I mean. Right before he came back to WWE, I watched a video where he wrestled, uh, was it Morrison? Johnny Morrison? In a cage match in, like, a high school or something like that. Like oh, a, wow. And he did a, 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 a moonsault off the top of the cage. Really? Wow. Yeah. It's like, it Kurt Angle's like, moonsault always looked awesome. Yeah, always. Yeah. It was like a really crazy match. But go ahead, yeah, Brian. There was another. There was another title change on this show. Tag titles changed hands. The Hardy Boys lost the tag titles to Los Conquistadores. Oh my God! I wonder who they were. Uh, they were actually Christian this time. <laughs> yeah. there, there's uh, one time I think who was it? Christopher Daniels and uh, Aaron Aguilera or somebody yeah, like that, or Frankie great, yeah. Kazarian might have been one of them. Uh-huh. So that way, like Edge and Christian come out like we're not them. Yeah, like, I think they were on commentary, yeah. and and Edge and Christian uh, or Edge and Christian were on commentary, and they were wrestling. And then the next night, the Hardy Boys got the titles back because the next night it was supposed to be Edge and Christian against the Conquistadors, and they were just gonna have like two guys under the mask and have them lose to Edge and Christian. But the Hardys beat up those guys backstage, and they were the Conquistadors, so they won the match unmasked, and they were the champions again. <laughs> so I guess they beat themselves the night before. It was weird too because the the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian kind of came from the same like they both were like kind of got their start with. Uh, Gangrel, like if the Hardy Boys were with Gangrel for like a like well, a, a hot second, and that's then Edge not and how they started. But they were yeah. like, yeah, they were the new brood when Edge and Christian left Gangrel yeah. for a minute, and then then obviously Edge and Christian started. Dude, one of the coolest moments I remember with the brood is when they had somebody I forget who it was. They had them like trapped in like a parking lot, and I think it was in the brood and the Ministry were working together, okay. and. Edge like just comes crawling up the top over the top of a car, and he just like has a sunglass yeah. and his long hair, and he's just like giving like that like that face. They were vampires, dude. I, it was such a cool shot. I remember seeing that as a kid. I was like, this is the coolest yeah. thing ever. Right. I remember they uh, they helped hang the big boss man at WrestleMania 15 oh, too. I was oh there. Boy. Oh god, <laughs> I still can't oh, believe that. And, and and it's so like uh, it's it makes you feel uneasy now because this is literally like two months before Owen Hart died. Yeah, but it they came down like the same thing on wires from the. 
from the rafters and they landed on the top of the cage and they like dropped a, a noose down and and then the Undertaker hung or hanged the big boss man. They yeah. died. He died. He died that yeah, night. He died. Well, he, well, no, he died much later. <laughs> and then the big show. Well, that's what he gets for Big Show's dad. Big Show, I'm gonna drag your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I was. I felt like it was so bad that that man. But it was. It's. It's like Repo Man. He was such an over the top bad guy that I look back and I'm like that was fun. Yeah. It's crazy he, how much TV time he killed the guy's dog now. and fed it to him. Yeah. You like that? You like that, Al Snow? Pepper steak. Yeah. yeah. Pepper. <laughs> Apparently that was based on something that Mr. Fuji actually did to somebody. Yeah, I think, what was it? That's uh, fucked snooker up. or something? I forget. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's fucked up. Yeah, he killed somebody's dog and fed it to them. I would kill that dude. Yeah, that's that's outrageous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I would eat Mr. Fuji. <laughs> and then uh, the other matches on the show, you had the Dudley Tables Invitational. It was like those tag team turmoil matches they have now, where it's like two teams fight and then. The winner fights somebody else and just keeps going. Yeah. But they were all they were all tables matches. So the Dudleys wound up winning. The other teams involved were too cool. Low down, speaking of chess. Mosh, low down. That was him and uh it was him and uh, who was the other guy with him? Uh no. In low down. I was thinking, what was the shitty tag team with Tiger Jeet Singh? And well, he was their manager, Tiger Ali. Oh, okay, Singh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, that's what I was thinking. Ugh, awful. Uh, you know, low down, Raven and Taz were in this, and uh, the Godfather and Bull Buchanan, or the Good Father, sorry, oh, yeah, the Good right Father the and Bull Buchanan, right? The censor. How do you not get a tag team like Raven and Taz over? And he's like, oh, that's easy. Because <laughs> well, the, the first night he was in the company, Vince McMahon said, "Who the fuck hired Raven?" That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Raven. Well, uh, the rumor is, and this is as as Bruce Pritchard would say, rumor and innuendo, uh, was that he uh, when he was there as Johnny Polo when he was managing the Quebecers and he was an announcer, he was apparently a bad influence on Shane McMahon. Oh, okay, that's the rumor, but who knows mm. if it's true or not? Yeah. Uh, you also had a no contest with APA and Lita against uh, Test Albert TNA and Trish Stratus. Mm. The APA got beat up in the back, and we were like kind of three on one against Lita, but then the Hardy Boys came out to save them. Chris Jericho beat X-Pac in a cage match in this on this show. The finish is what this is memorable for. I, I kind of remember this because Jericho came out through the door and X-Pac was trying to come out from the over the top of the cage and he was dropping down, but Jericho opened the door and he crotched X-Pac, crotched himself in the okay, cage door. Yeah. Oh, then yeah. we had uh, the other members of the right to censor, uh, Val Venus and Steven Richards. They beat Mr. Ass and China when Eddie Guerrero <laughs> interfered. <laughs> That's the name, Mr. Mr. I had to say Mr. Ass in a serious context. <laughs> Mr. Ass of the Texas Asses? Yeah. Oh, Mr. I know, I, I know Bobby Ass. <laughs> Mr. William Ass. Yeah. Oh, that that would have been, been his name if he was in the right to censor. Yeah, William, William Ass. Ass. It's funny. Val William Ve- Buttocks. Yeah. Why didn't Val Venus get his name changed? Val Venusinski or something yeah. like. Hello, ladies. He's like a big popular uh, now. Yeah. yeah. He's fat. <laughs> He's yelling about politics on yeah. Twitter. He's yelling at The Rock and Mick Foley and Batista. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, we're going to listen to you, Val Venus. Yeah. Didn't you get your dick cut off by Ta- yeah. Takamichi Noku? <laughs> no, I'm no, Yamaguchi's son. Yeah. Yamaguchi <laughs> it was Taka's sister then, or something like that. He was banging Taka's sister. No, he was banging Yamaguchi's son's girlfriend. Wife. Wife, yeah. yeah. But, did, but didn't they and, lump Taka Yeah, Takamichi it was Taka's sister. Yeah, it was yeah. Taka's sister, too. It was Taka and Funaki were part of that stable, too. 
that's how they turned Taka heel because Taka wasn't part of that group. Yeah, no, he wasn't. Even in Japan and Kaintai, it was. Uh... And, and and no, he didn't get his penis cut off yeah. because he had shrinkage. And then John Bobbitt turned saved the lights him. off. Yeah, and saved, and saved him. John Bobbitt was just there for no reason. Because he legit got his dick cut off. <laughs> John Bobbitt has the mutant power to show up anytime a man's penis is in trouble. He just teleports there to save him. He helped me, he helped me many what times kind of, in high school. What kind, yeah. of bat, what kind of bat signal do you have for that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Bobbitt signal. A, a thumb. Like <laughs> Don't hook up that girl. It's not going to be good. Yeah. Get out of here, son. Thank you, John Bobbitt. Yeah, thanks, John Bobbitt. No problem. <laughs> Can we make that into a comic book? Yeah. <laughs> or John, there, there's, John there's Bobbitt episode saves. Episode for this week. Thanks, John yeah. Bobbitt. Is yeah. John Bobbitt still alive? Remember he did a porno, <laughs> too, then? He did, with Frank his reconstructed... Penis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with his reconstructed... Good for him. I, what was his wife's name? I can't remember. Lorraine. Lorena. Oh, yeah, Lorraine Lorena Bobbitt. Yeah. She cut it off, threw it out the car window. Remember that? Or threw it out the bedroom window. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was the story of the... quite the time. Man. And then uh, we also had two other <laughs> matches here. Why can't news be good like that anymore? I know. We'll get back to that. Yeah, let's get let's make let's make America oh, great yeah, again. Let's start cutting off <laughs> genitalia <laughs> and, and doing car chases. <laughs> look, look, it doesn't fit. Yeah, look we need it. we need good stuff again. <laughs> oh, I mean, the '90s were yeah, so good. Were. We don't condone murder or anything, <laughs> but it it does help Brian's podcast. Yeah, it does. It does. Then we had the European title uh, was at stake here. William Regal. I'm laughing because we wrestled. Uh, William Regal beat Naked Midian. Oh, <laughs> oh God. With his fanny pack and Na- tights. Naked Midian. And then uh, we also had Triple H defeating Chris Benoit on that show, too. Yeah. So uh, birthdays this week. Birthdays. We had a bunch of birthdays this week. Let me go check, uh, on, starting... let me go check on the Facebook yeah, yeah, you need to look for the. Local I looked real ones. quick. Uh, I didn't see any, but I, I could have. I know we, uh, we did miss one last week. Mention, we did one. We missed one last week when we weren't having when we did the Maestro from uh, High Tension. Yeah, Anderson Scott. Yep. Yep. Anderson Scott's oh, birthday I, was. I that. immediately thought Maestro from WCW. Who no, then, no, not, who not then, gorgeous George the Third. Who then couldn't use the name and went by the Stro on the Indies, which was fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, uh, Anderson Scott from High Tension. His birthday was, I believe, last Thursday. It would have been the day of the show. Yeah. Uh, the, the next day, the 16th of October, uh, was the 37th birthday of Kenny Omega. Ooh. The uh, the cleaner, the whatever he's called now. Yeah. He wrestled in North Carolina once. Yeah, one time. And then it's also the 47th birthday of not just the coolest, not just the best, but just incredible. Yep. Aldo Montoya, Aldo if you're going Montoya, back to like 1995. Portuguese man of war. Yes. <laughs> and then... I get. I think the thing with that is they found out he was from. Like, he had some kind of Portuguese entrance. Like you're a Portuguese man. Yeah, you're gonna be like a soccer player. So and then you wore a mask and looked like a jockstrap. Yeah. So I'm a fish. Like. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and then also uh, Friday was the 22nd birthday of Zia Brookside. Uh, she's in WWE developmental. Robbie Brookside's adopted daughter. Uh, her 22nd birthday. Hmm. Sa- Saturday the 17th was the 63rd birthday of. One of uh, the lesser four horsemen, I would say. Mongo, Steve McMichael, oh, boy, 63 Mongo. years old. Wow, still kicking. Good for Mongo. He, and he, then... He got that, that Twitter that got popular last year, the Mongo... What was it called? Like Mongo doing crazy shit. It was just Mongo botching left and right. Yeah. <laughs> I always I think of Botchamania when they would have the thing from Blazing Saddles yeah. where it's like I going, never mind that shit. Yeah. Here comes Mongo. Mongo. That guy, the actor in that, is uh, Dave Hiddleston. He was the the big Lebowski. He was 
the other Lebowski, not Jeff Bridges, oh, okay. but the big Lebowski. Who just got diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges uh, got diagnosed with lymphoma, yeah. Mm. So uh, Sunday, the 18th, that was the 61st, 61st birthday of uh, a guy we might be talking about a little bit later tonight, John Nord, the Berserker. Mm. I, and it was... How many flapjacks? How many, how many flapjacks? 157 flapjacks! <laughs> oh, Look watch. up on YouTube. Yes. The Yukon Lumberjacks promo yeah, you is will, awful. You will love it. Because it's so bad. It's uh He was sitting there yeah. bigger than life. Yeah. How many flapjacks <laughs> did you eat? <laughs> it's Berserker, John Nord the Barbarian whatever, not the Barbarian, Berserker. Nord the Barbarian. Yeah, Nord the Barbarian. Nord the Barbarian. And uh Scott Norton, who I, I don't know what name he's using. He was Lumberjack gimmick. Flapjack. He was called Flapjack, Flapjack Norton. Norton. That's what they're talking yeah, about. Because they thought that would be you know world champion and uh it is outrageous. <laughs> He has a great story. I think it was on a Botchamania. You can find this, too. It's if you look up John Nord, Dusty. Apparently, the bigger guys back in the day would uh, wad up toilet paper and insert it into their... <laughs> how do we put this delicately? Oh, the muffler. Into their, uh, yeah, the muffler. the muffler. They would uh, roll up toilet paper and stick it in their butt. Yeah. Uh, so any butt you sweat and things the, like that wouldn't leak. You put the muffler up in there. And then you'll get no no swamp ass right there. So then your your tats stay nice and clean. You with the muffler. <laughs> so so John Miller's like uh just just start now. And oh he's wrestling God. Dusty. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he, so D Dusty's putting his muffler in before the match. <laughs> he's just wadding the paper. And <laughs> this is a weird show this week. Yeah. He's jamming he, it in he there. He's a paper towel roll. <laughs> yeah. So. They're wrestling, and, and one of the things that uh, the John Lord has to do, he's got a pile drive Dusty, and he can't get him up. He can't, like, get him up for the pile driver, and he's looking down at the curtain, and, like, Vern Gagne is giving, like, this death look, like, you better get that son of a bitch up. So he's like, <laughs> I take one hand, and I dig it into his left butt cheek, and I take my other hand, and I dig it into the right butt cheek, and, like, we're going up, and he pulls him up, and he gives him the pile driver. I guess he gave him a wedgie, too. <laughs> And he said he looks over and he sees this lot of paper and it's like yellow and brown and red. And he looks over at Dustin and he goes, Big John and my muffler fell out, baby. <laughs> Big John. <laughs> oh. oh god. Uh I just I, I as that as you were telling that story, I just imagine like it got wrung out like a squeegee. Oh. <laughs> oh, just, Dusty was a big guy, a big yeah, sweaty fat fuck guy. That. Ugh. All right, what other so, birthdays? Uh, also, have? 350 birthdays. pounds of blue-eyed soul. <laughs> and, a, and a Dodo muffler. Yeah. <laughs> Dusty's mufflers. That, they they should have done that for those uh, those vignettes he was doing. It was like the uh, American oh, Dream the Sausage man, Company. Yeah. <laughs> Where's it going to WWF? Dusty's mufflers, baby. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny. Uh, we, we, have a, we have something that's made for us. As a Dusty reference, calling us, they say we suck eggs. Oh, okay. We should say this podcast is about as useful as Dusty's dirty muffler. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Dusty Rose, you suck eggs. Your mother sucks eggs, you son of a bitch. So, so what should the title be for this episode? Is it going to be Thank You, John Bobbin, or Dusty's Muffler? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep it Robinson High School for now, but it, to, be, to be determined. You get the AW one day, and Cody's like, do you have a part of a podcast that uh, some about my dad's muffler? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about, man. I don't know what you're talking about, man. 
Well, that was I, Dan, I was thinking. That was Dan Gerard. Yeah, yeah. Was I, was, Gerard. I, was, I, was, I was thinking. I'm trying to do everything else my dad does. I may do a spot where yeah, my muffler yeah. falls out. <laughs> Maybe he does use one. Who knows? Bro, to leave my muffler fell out, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Quick, get the blade. <laughs> Cut me. Well, he already wrestled. We can't. <laughs> All right. So also, also having a birthday on the 18th was uh, Simon Gotch. Uh, Simon Grimm now, 38 years old. Just wrestled on Bloodsport. He uh, he beat Matt Mikowski, as a matter of fact, from yeah. Camp Leapfrog in, uh, in high tension. But there's a yeah. guy who still it still looks good, still got a lot of mileage left on him. Yeah. His t- his tights on Bloodsport were awesome. It was uh, some manga. There was a reference to some manga. I don't know which, which one it was. Yeah. Like a horror manga. Okay. And then this past Monday was the 25th birthday of Tony Storm. Uh, oh. Recently Ow. returned to NXT. Yeah, looking great. Uh, she has new music because yeah. remember the CFO guy left and yep. the music's not as good. Yeah, same with Ember Moon. Yeah, that's why. I was like, oh, why well, they changed it? I'm like, oh, the CFO guy left. Yeah. They don't pay royalties. So I'm like, how petty? Just fucking buy, buy the songs off of Ember Moon's, and Ember Moon's music was so good. And uh, great co- speaking of great comedy wrestlers, one of my favorite comedy wrestlers, one of my favorite Chikara wrestlers turned 37 on Monday. R.D. Evans, oh. uh, better known in Chikara's Ultra Archibald Peck. Yeah. Mixed, Marcha- mixed Marshall Archie. Yeah. Who then went on he, uh, to write for WWE? Yeah, uh, he wow. got fired because he wrote Brett's. Uh, or no, he didn't get fired. He quit. He got. Uh, they always tell people when they do the Hall of Fame thing to not mention Vince McMahon. And so when dumb. Brett was going in for the Heart Foundation, like R.D. Evans wrote a script and he had him thank Vince McMahon. And that's what he was fired for. Well, no, he didn't get fired. Vince was like flipping on him backstage. And, he and he's like, all right, peace out. I'm done. Yeah. He quit. Yeah, he, he didn't get fired. He quit. Yeah, I don't blame him. I think so he, petty. I don't know if he still is, but for a while he was working uh, backstage with Impact. Hmm. That's like like but, if, if this ever blows up, this podcast, and then you're like, hey, I want to thank Tony for yeah, creating no, this no, podcast. No, and I'm no, like, oh, don't say my name. Like, fuck, dude, take, it's so, take credit. It's so you created, you, cre- you, you you I mean, he didn't create it. His dad yeah. did. But like, you, you, you're helping running a business that's, stand, that's stood the test of time. Yeah, take credit. You've helped people. Cha- you've changed people's lives. Yeah, it's one of them weird. Good or bad, you know what I mean? Like it's stupid. It is stupid. But yeah, but uh, yeah, I loved Archibald Peck. He was he, his gimmick is he was a a band leader. Yeah, uh, like, like a, a high school marching band leader. Yeah, and he had the, like the big marching band hat. And then after a while, he wanted to become a serious fighter, so he became mixed martial Archie. Yeah. And he was doing an MMA gimmick, and he would cut promos with his mouthpiece in, and it was hilarious. <laughs> and he did have a manager there for a while. She was like a. Yeah, uh, Veronica, majorette. the majorette. Yeah. yeah, and then I, don't, I think she didn't, wasn't long for the business, but uh, yeah. So it, it was entertaining gimmick. And, and then he wound up time traveling too. Yeah. Oh, and then he lost a loser leaves town match, and he came back as the uh, the mysterious and handsome stranger, <laughs> which is the Midnight Rider basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, and, and then he came back much much later as the Latvian Proud Oak. No. Under a mask. Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday was the fiftieth uh, birthday of Chavo Guerrero Jr. Chavo, not classic. Mm-hmm. And also the 62nd birthday of a guy we mentioned a little bit earlier, Scott Hall. Yesterday, uh, the go. 21st, was the 76th birthday of Bushwhacker Butch. No, Hongi. Remember that? Hongi! Whoa! Ah, the problems. That's, that's, why I, I don't know, that's why I dig Otis, because he reminds me so much uh, of like, the Bushwhackers. I can see that. That's, they should have that where he's their son. He always makes you think of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah, he's like Duggan Bushwhackers. Duggan was and, a better wrestler, especially before WWF. Yeah, but. yeah. Bushwhackers Duggan, and then he also like when they did Heavy Machinery, like when they were a team and wrestled a lot together, they were like Earthquake and Typhoon a little Kinda, bit too. Yeah, yeah. Except mm-hmm. I'm like, well, 
Tucker ain't like fat. Like no. he's just they're just tall. big dudes. Yeah. yeah, they're big dudes. I don't know. I'm into them. Um, all right. You into the big dudes, Tony? I'm into yeah. the big dudes. I like big dudes. You know, I, I'm, one my, I'm, on I'm one myself. Yeah, I seen you. I fell in love, Brian. So uh, today <laughs> we're we're up to today here. Uh, Today is, uh, these are two people we actually saw when Impact uh, came to PPW last November. Uh, today is the 50th birthday of Impact producer D'Lo Brown. Okay. Yeah. He was up and in, he was it, like, you look like the real deal now. Yeah. And, uh, the champion of Europe. Very, very beloved in Europe. Yeah. Remember, he would always, when he was European champion, he'd be introduced from a different European city every week. Yeah. And he didn't even really come be, out at all. Like he just stayed behind the curtain. He was like, a, he was an he was yeah. agenting. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's more backstage there. He'll wrestle every now and then. Uh, and then also somebody that uh, was super super nice to us. Uh, it is her thirty uh, seventh birthday. Taya Valkyrie. Mm, yeah, no, I didn't know she was that old. She looks much younger. Yeah, she was super cool. We we, we walked up to her and didn't I didn't realize who I was talking to, at all. And then I, I then it clicked. I was like, oh shit, yeah, I'm hey. talking to like I gave her a podcast yeah. sticker. I was like, oh <laughs> my god, I just gave it to Taya Valkyrie, and I had no idea. Maybe and of course, she, also uh, Mrs. Fridge. John Morrison. Yeah. yeah. And then I think I gushed. I said, I love your husband. No. She's like, <laughs> everybody does. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're she really was fun though. Like they had a, they had a fun little match. It was a very character driven, but they had, they had a fun little match. It was her and uh, Tennille. She uh, tasted tonight. I'm not one to say I, I want someone to leave a company and go somewhere else, but she would be a mega star in uh, AEW. Yeah, I'm sure they probably have eyes on her. Yeah, I'm sure. Like everyone in Impact, like, like I'm sure think, they're happy. But do you like, think she goes to WWE though? Because John's there. Maybe. I mean, like if she becomes available. But I mean, available. that's not the. They have a cool little couple, Adam Cole and Brittany or Britt. Yeah. So. I guess she is Brittany. Britt, Britt Baker, real quick, not to go back to AEW. Britt Baker looked great. This I think week. so, yeah. She looked real good. She's doing a lot of finishers there. I'm like, all right, we'll just pin her already. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, they got to put the bells on Britt Baker. Yeah. They, they'll get there. And I, the whole time she's not, she's not super Reba exciting thing. in the ring. No, she's she got she, much better. But she looks good. Yeah. This whole like really evil version of her, I, yeah. I'm digging. And uh, earlier, I just I go back to AEW as well. Uh, uh, Eddie Kingston. Oh, yeah, his promos are great. Some mm-hmm. of the best promos in a long, long time mm-hmm. in professional wrestling. Like he's just so AW good. does have some good promos right now. Yeah, aside like, from the musical. Yeah, no, that. But the, the promos, like it, Moxie's promos, have been great, awesome. I think. I yeah. agree. Yeah. The yeah. one at the bar, I thought was phenomenal yeah, a few weeks that, ago. Yeah, that was a very good promo. The one that he did to counteract Eddie's this week was really good too. Yeah, just, like, they're just so like I don't know, man. I, I I'm digging. And then when Eddie f- was on commentary, that was pretty good. Everybody said he looked blade, very good looking man. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then what's his name? They brought back. They just just put the bunny back with him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like stupid angle. She went with Queen Marshall for no reason. Now she's just back with the blade. Yeah. And she's the bunny again. It's like, okay. Well, they did do the thing where, like, Eddie Kingston told him he's got to get his house in order, and I yeah. guess that was, like, an allusion to that. I mean, yeah. maybe they did something on Dark. I don't really watch Dark, so who knows. But I'm yeah. like, at least explain it. Do a little, you know, give us 10 seconds. And say, oh, that's why she's back. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, By the way, another another guy Andy beat is on uh, AW Dark this week, Vinny Pacifico. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. Son of a bitch. That son of a bitch. Yeah, another guy wrestled, but he had a different name there. He was one of the Bateria members. What was his name there, uh? Uh, was he Cobalt? I think no, not Cobalt. No, he's that uh, one. Uh, Odama or what was their name? It was Cobalt, Odama, Kodama, and Oberian or something like that. I think he was Kodama. Yeah, they had like they used to look like like Glenn Danzig, but they had like black metal face paint, but it was it was bright neon yellow with black, and they had like cat eyes contacts. Mm-hmm. They looked really cool. Mm-hmm. I wrestled them before. I wrestled all three of them. 
All right, so. let's uh, let's get into 2020 WWE Hell in a Cell. Um, just as, now, obviously, this is all subject to change because there's still SmackDown this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also it. a very incomplete card right now. There's yeah. four matches. So, um, but hey, we have been having two and a half hour previews, which are nice. Yeah, I do like get a in, lot get better. out, and they have been better too. The, yeah, like, match quality well, has well, been better. made a good point on podcast. Like you know, the Raws and SmackDowns are usually suck because it's all the writers, but the pay-per-views are just it's kind of left up to the wrestlers. It's just like okay, have a match exactly. So you know. it, it really goes to show that they do have one of the best rosters yeah, they in the do, world. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. they, they just can't get the, 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 the weekly shows yeah. down. Yeah. Hey, you can have all the best tools in the world, but you don't know how to use them. What good is it? Yep. Roman Reigns, the champion, takes on Jay Uso in Hell in a Cell I quit match. First ever done. Yeah. Um, this is their, their second match now. The first one, uh, Jay Uso had to get the towel thrown in because mm-hmm. Roman was beating him so bad. And it's pretty much he, he, uh, he wants to be considered the tribal chief, and Jay Uso refuses to say it to him. So now he's going to make him verbally say, I quit. Okay. The By the way, it was Kadama. I just looked it up. Okay. Louis Valley is his name now, but yes. it was Kadama. Yes. Um, this this is, has, I mean, leading up to this, for me, I mean, you guys could add to it, but Roman, I think Roman as heel has been unbelievable. It's, it's yeah. way more intriguing than, because the whole time guy, he, Roman. he acted like a good guy. He was a good guy, but he was very, like, not very heelish, but he always had the scowl and the, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, heel type things. Yeah. As as much as they pushed him as a baby face, he never had the presence that he has now. Yeah, I agree. I think it's so much. And I think be putting him with Paul Heyman has been amazing. Yeah, yeah, with crowds. Yeah. But I think he's going to get cheered. Cause of, yeah. well, maybe, people, maybe the people will play along, though. Like, oh, yeah, he was a bitch like when Chavo was bad. Like, oh, boo. Yeah. But your match is really good. Um, but this, this, this angle has been really fun. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to beat him up, but it's going to be more... Back and forth, but it will still be kind of more Roman. But, who, do you, uh, who do you think what, the next the, person the to come out, come out and pretty much say, like, oh, I'm the tribal chief? And, like, eventually this is going to lead to the rock, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Rikishi. Then, and then Roman, because Rikishi can't wrestle, so Roman would just, like, pop Or, or like, the, the grand, it's like one of the grandfathers comes well, out. Alpha's still alive, right? Yeah. yeah. Off, off comes, I believe so. Alpha yeah. comes yeah. Samu, but he just he was uh, going recovering from cancer, cancer or something. Yeah. So I don't Tonga think, Kid? Yeah. I don't think you'll see Samu. I mean, maybe. You don't know. Yeah. It would be interesting. Maybe they bring up Lance and Roman beats up Lance. <laughs> Maybe. How Shane, about Shane uh, how about Chief Chief Goldberg? Yeah. Chief Goldberg. That's the rumor. They said they're bringing back Goldberg. I I hope Roman squashes him. Yeah, me too. I don't oh, want to see it. But yeah, I don't think I don't think he's going to beat Roman. Brian, do your they, fantasy book. Your booking here. Wait, what? Do your fantasy booking you had in the chat. Double spear. I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Double spear. Uh, you have Roman against Goldberg. They're both known for their spears. Mm-hmm. The best Goldberg spear ever was when he speared Bret Hart, and Bret Hart had a metal plate under yeah. his shirt, yeah. or under his hockey sweater. And so, yeah, they both spear each other. They knock into each other. They're both out. And then here comes Otis with the money in the bank. Does <laughs> 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 Grand, Grand Loco whatever fat come? Or... <laughs> Wait, why does he have money in the bank? He didn't win it. Yeah. Maybe that's how they'll get it off him. Yeah. Oh, Gordo Loco comes out with the... With the and it doesn't count because he doesn't like, cash it. Don't count, <laughs> but you used it, so now it's and gone. Then, <laughs> and they get out of that, that predicament they're in. And then you look, you look through the history of uh, WWE champions, and you have Hulk Hogan and Buddy Rogers and Bruno San Martino and Otis. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Put the picture of him. Yeah. Like, you don't need Roman to have a title at WrestleMania to wrestle The Rock. No, but Vince probably thinks you do. Yeah. But all right. Oh, if, if if they did do this, Otis would be losing the title right back to Roman in the next pay per view. Yeah. Or maybe Big E. Maybe oh, yeah, maybe great. maybe I, Otis wins the money in the, the Rock, bank. I would have Big E win the Rumble and challenge Roman at Mania. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um. 
you you kind of put Roman in the big sports car Starkey main event that doesn't need a title. He's main eventing WrestleMania. Yeah, with, with, well, as depends, a champion yeah. or not as a champion. Let's see what they, what Ronda because yeah. what, what they said about well, Becky was backstage, but she's due what December or November. Yeah, and Vince wants December, her back in January. It's like, whoa, Vince, maybe that's a little. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe. Yeah. But uh, you know, get her back in January and get you Ronda. Need, you don't need her back right away. The women's division is just fine. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's just fine. But, uh, it can be if they use yeah. the right people. Yeah, yeah, if they use more, yeah. If Shayna no, Baszler's sitting there, she's going to be going to SmackDown since Seth's on there. Yeah, you would assume. Yeah, and then Ronda Raw. Yeah, right. Or, yeah, no, no, that she Ronda has to go to SmackDown because Vince wants Raw, a solo Ronda versus uh, Becky storyline. Yeah, um, yeah, it's I don't know. Yeah, Otis wins when Otis cashes in, and then he's a transitional champion to get like the next big face or the yeah. big like superstar push, like of a like a Big E or a. Uh, who else would be on um, <laughs> SmackDown? That but would no, be, they're on Raw now. Like, uh, oh yeah, on Raw. Um, hmm. I'm just trying to think of a. Oh, no, no, Otis is SmackDown. Oh yeah, Otis, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Otis that's where I had to wear the mask because yeah, okay, he's on yeah, SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Owens. Oh, Grant Gordo was on Raw. Yeah. Kevin Owens on SmackDown, maybe. Juan Ke- Cena. Um. Yeah. You, you, if you think it's going to be Otis, it would be a heel. It would yeah. be a heel. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's how he finally put the title on Corbin. I yeah. don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe they. I, I don't. I wouldn't want it, but push Nakamura. There, go ahead and get a title before he goes back to Japan. Yeah. Um. All right. Our next match here: Drew McIntyre, the champion, takes on Randy Orton in a Hell in a Cell. So McIntyre's first time stepping into Hell in a Cell. Uh, Randy Orton is not a. Uh, is not a spring chicken to Hell in a Cell matches. Um. Is this is this where Randy Orton becomes what fourteen? I thought he was gonna win last time. I thought he was gonna win both times. Yeah. yeah. So I. I don't know. Well, this, just, well, this now, now I think maybe Drew hangs on to it for a I while. I think they what is in Hell in Cell or title? No, 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 title. I think it's more than that. It'll be fourteen to fifteen, somewhere up there. He's like two or three away from sixteen. Yeah. Um, I I think they might just leave it on Drew until crowds come back. I think I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Drew's been doing fantastic with the belt because that way they kind of like you know they say oh let's see how he does now with actual people. Yeah. Yeah, you can put him in a program with AJ now, and then yeah. I don't know what your big plan would be. Maybe him and Bray at Mania or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have the women's championship in a Hell in a Cell: Bailey versus Sasha Banks. Um, but they had their one. Oh no, was it Sasha versus Charlotte? Becky? Charlotte. Oh yeah, that was that the Hell in a Cell. That was the first women's Hell mm-hmm. in a Cell. Wasn't yeah. there a, a Becky one? Becky wrestled um, Sasha. Sasha. Becky Sasha. In that Hell was in the Cell. second one. Okay, that was good. Yeah. yeah, that was the one with all the weapons and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I think Sasha. I, I don't want it to be, but I think Sasha takes the title here. Yeah, it's time. Bailey is uh, just under May. Or May Fabus Mula for most combined days as women's champion. Yeah, I would and have Charlotte is like right below her though by four days. So I would well, have Charlotte. I would, I can, I would have yeah. Bailey lose and let her go take a vacation. No, she she won't go, go away for a couple months. Go away for a couple months. Let Sasha reign because that's a problem that you, someone loses a title. They, they should have put one of them wrong on SmackDown. Yeah. Well, you're gonna you have two horse women on SmackDown, and well, well now you're possibly three. If, yeah, if, if, if there's no way to like, you're not gonna get all four in one show. Yeah, well, I mean, for the, we're gonna have three, and then Charlotte yeah, on Raw. When Charlotte comes back, um, yeah. So, but the thing with that Charlotte. is, um, SmackDown might have all the, they're like they might have a lot of like the big stars, assuming Becky goes there, but they don't have a lot of depth. They have like I think five women on SmackDown right now. Yeah, and then maybe Mickey James goes there too. Yeah. Um. Then you have uh Jeff Hardy versus Elias. That's a that's a that's a pre-show. That, that's a I'd rather see what 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 you know what's what's there to eat. Um, you'll probably have a, somehow a, a Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins versus Buddy Murphy match. Enough, enough with that storyline. Yeah, hopefully this is the blow-off. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have a possible Kevin Owens Alistair Black match. That could be a good. You match. would think. 
Yeah, um, give them time. Give them some time. They could do something great. Here's my question. After McIntyre beats the uh, uh, Randy, mm-hmm. does The Fiend show up? I don't Possibly. Know, because it's like, well, The Fiend just uh, single-handedly beat up uh, Retribution. So does he feud with them? Like, what, what do you do? No, I, I just think that was just to put him over. Just to be Maybe. Like, be like, but like, show up on Raw, come out, look it, strong. You know what that felt like? We're, we're abandoning the Retribution gimmick, which I wish it yeah, was. Yeah, it, it felt like they're just burying Retribution yeah. to me, and especially because like, they lost clean. Yeah, like if they didn't do that promo with Mustafa Ali, which I don't think they should have did, then it would be like, you know what? That never happened. Yeah. Just, like like Raw Underground, it never happened. I don't, Let's not talk about it ever again. I don't really mind Retribution. I was telling you guys off camera, I don't really mind Retribution. I mean, like, the, the, I know it's super corny, but I, I kind of like it because it is corny. Like the, the, ma- the masks and the corny names and the little stable, like I'm kind of into it. I just don't it. like the whole, it, we're, we're coming to destroy this thing. Oh, really? Well, here. The way a, they've here's been, a job. Yeah, the way they've been put together has been atrocious. Yeah. But like seeing, I, I really, I thoroughly enjoyed the Hurt Business match with them. I really like the Hurt Business too. I like them, yeah. Where like their heels, but they're still like kind of, they're like doing the right thing when it comes to yeah. like protecting the company. And they beat the shit out of Titus. Yeah. <laughs> but um, like the, the thing is like, I uh, made it on one podcast. I don't know which one it was. They made a good point. Like remember in the nineties, there was like jobber stables. So maybe they're just the job stable. Yeah. Like, like the truth commission. Absolutely. Or the oddities. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe just kind of break it's it a, up. It's a low, low to mid card at best stable. I agree. All right, um, that'll do it for Hell in a Cell. Um, we will be real doing quick, real quick. Okay. I, I just wanted to mention uh, Impact has a uh, paper this weekend too. Bound for Glory. I'm just going to run through the matches really quick, really, mm-hmm. really quick here. Uh, you have a Gauntlet, which is their kind of a Royal Rumble. Uh, it's AC Romero, Alicia Edwards, Cody Deaner. So it's intergender. Uh, Cody Deaner, Brian Myers, Jessica Havoc, Heath Hernandez, Larry D, who's uh, another big guy, AC's partner, Rhino, Taya. Neil Dashwood, Tommy Dreamer, and a mystery entrant. Uh, if I'm going. Andy Hedder. <laughs> if Heath or Rhino wins, Heath gets a contract because he doesn't have a contract. <laughs> yeah. If neither of them win, Rhino is fired because they're partners, Heath and Rhino. Uh, and then if anybody else wins, they get to get a championship match of their choice. Yeah, some weird TNA rules. Yeah. Feast or fire. It's, re- it's really quite simple. Yeah. Then you have uh, Eddie Edwards against uh, Ken Shamrock, EC3 against Moose, uh, the six-way intergender scramble match for the X Division title, Rohit Raju against Chris Bay, Jordan Grace, TJP, Trey Miguel, and Willie Mack. That'll be a good one. Uh, this will be a good one, too. Four-way tag match for the tag titles. You have the Motor City Machine Guns defending against the Good Brothers, the North, and Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. Cool. For the knockouts title, you have Deanna Parazzo against Kylie Ray. Deanna Parazzo, who just signed a multi-year contract deal, so that might tell you who might win that one. Yeah, probably. And then in your main event, Eric Young defends the Impact title against Rich Swan. Mm. Should be a good show. They need to get some audience. Yeah, they're gonna need to do something. But uh, you know, one thing that Impact has that nobody else they promote intergender wrestling. So that is the one thing they do have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if you do want to play along this weekend, uh, digital.prowrestlingscorecards, or just go to prowrestlingscorecards.com, print out your your um, your scorecard and play along with us. We will be starting this uh, this Hell in a Cell to the, the threads, so make sure you, if you want to. And I'm sure the Impact one's up there too, right? Yeah, yeah. so we'll, we'll, we'll play along. We'll have a good time here and uh, come, come watch some professional wrestling with us. Mm-hmm. All right, so this week's topic, the the home run hitter right here, uh, this may get broken up into two parts. We are at about an hour 14. I'm not really stressed for time, so let's have some fun with it here. Um, but uh, this is this is going to take place in uh, Minnesota. 
Minnesota. Minnesota. Robbinsdale, Minnesota. So this this uh, this high school that we're going to talk about is no longer around. Oh. It, it was uh, Robbinsdale High School, and it was closed in uh, I think eighty nine. Eighty nine. But then it was turned. Uh, then it converted to a new building, and it's now Robbinsdale Cooper High School building. Um, I think it, I think it's a middle school now. No, it's still a high school, but it's it's the oh, Cooper okay. Hi, the Cooper High School building. I think it's a different building. I don't know the history of the school. I was trying to look it up as you were talking, but I really couldn't find anything. Really I think hard. the actual building that the other school was in was in uh was is a middle school now. Oh, they converted that to the middle school and then built a new high school. Yeah, I think I think that's what happened. Yeah. Um, just to give you a little bit of background of this school, just to kind of give you a little perspective, um, this school, um, last year alone. Their their number of students in their building was one thousand seven hundred and seventeen. Okay, so very similar school. to like a school county yeah, school. Yeah, um, more like Pottsville because Myersville like that graduating class would be like one hundred and twenty if that. Yeah, so very. I mean, that's total students. That's not graduating. Oh, students. total. Oh, geez, I yeah. think we're graduating. No, total. it's a then, number oh, of students a small from school. yeah one thousand seven hundred and seventeen students. It was founded in nineteen sixty four. Uh, this, all this stuff, I don't know if it's still the same when it, back then, but they're they're orange and blue, and they are the Hawks, the Cooper Hawks. I so. believe they were Robins back then, and okay. uh, th- 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 this Robins Dell High we're talking about they opened in 1936. Yes. Ooh. So, and it's like I said, it's a little little tiny little town there in. Uh, I was trying to find a little bit of town history it, to see it, if they suburb. I think it's the suburbs of uh, the Twin Cities there, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Yeah, it, total square area is 2.9 uh, square miles. Uh, the town? <laughs> yeah, it's not big at all. Um, Minnesota State Highway 100 and Country Road 81 are the two main uh, routes 81, to the city. 81, baby. Yep. You hop on right up here. We could we could walk to 81 right now. Yeah. It would take us a little bit, but yeah. we'd get there. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it's it's uh, it's like I said, a very very little tiny little tiny town. With a little tiny but with school, a lot of history, but with yeah. a lot of history, a lot of pro wrestling history, mm-hmm. and that's what we're going to talk about tonight is the is the history of of the former high school of Robbinsdale and and uh, some pretty big names that came out of there. And if you're talking about Minnesota wrestling, you got to talk about one person. Is Vern Gagne? Vern Gagne. He is Vern, the champ. Yeah, uh, he, he is Minnesota wrestling. He uh, and, and just to give you a background on Vern. He was a star football, but he was at the class of 1943. Uh, he he started in Robbinsdale High in 1940 or graduated in 1943. Imagine played football and wrestled there. He was named to the All Big Ten team in football and won two NCAA wrestling titles at the University of Minnesota. And he almost went to the Olympics, but this was still when they had like wrestling things at carnivals. This is how pro wrestling started. Uh, you would have people that would be in the carnival and they would challenge anybody in the crowd. And sometimes it was worse. Sometimes it would be, oh, they're just going to hook the guy in a hold and beat them. But he would wrestle at carnivals and make money doing that. So his eligibility for the Olympics, because you had to be an amateur back then, it was thrown into question. Yeah. So no Olympics for Vern for, in wrestling, but he was drafted by the Chicago Bears with the 145th pick in the NFL draft in 1947. What position and did he I'm not sure. Shooter. <laughs> I'll look that up while you keep it's going. It's weird. Like, I always look at Vern. I'm like, why do people cheer him? Like, I don't, I don't get it. If you, if you ever watch some of his old matches, oh my good, god, yeah. is he good? Oh, the technical wrestling he would do, like the mat wrestling he would do, was out of this world. 
And so he was drafted by the Bears, and George Hallis was the guy who won the Bears. He's the founder of the Bears. And the Bears had Bronco Nagurski, who was what a, name. a world champ. He played, yeah. he played, he, both, he played both sides of the ball um, for the University of Minnesota uh, for the Golden Golfers football team in 1943, and he played both defensive end and tight end. Oh, wow. I don't know what he played and, for the Bears, though. Like, I don't know where he was drafted. I mean, at that time, you were probably still playing both sides of the ball. Yeah, yeah, I think they did a lot. Of, yeah, because Chuck Bednarik was in the 60s, and he was like the last of the two-way players until like Deion Sanders and yeah, like, people like that later. <laughs> and Andy, you said Bronco Nagurski should have wrestled. He did. Oh, wow, with a name he, like that. He, he won the uh, not the National Wrestling Alliance World title, but the National Wrestling Association World title won before that, the one that like Frank Gotch and George Hackenschmidt okay. and those guys had. Uh, so yeah, he Bronco Nagurski was a wrestler, but George Hallis didn't like that he wrestled. But I guess he couldn't stop him. They didn't have like ironclad contracts back then. So he basically told Vern Gagne, "You can either wrestle or you can play football." And Vern's like, "I'm going to wrestle." <laughs> and he he was a success. He won the uh, NWA Junior Heavyweight Title in November of 1950, the Chicago version of the U.S. Title in 1953. And this is when the early 50s is a big boom period for wrestling because this is when TV is starting and, and TV is getting more and more commonplace. More and more people are getting TVs and wrestling was huge on TV in the very beginning. Yeah. Huge. And Real quick, there was Brian, a network. He, he uh -huh. also had a small stint with the um, – hold on. So he was with the, the Bears. He was battling between the ropes. Stop Bears. Uh, and he did Stop have – Bears. Stop Bears. He had a salary dispute, and he was unwillingness to drop the wrestling gimmick, and he had changed teams and then went to the Green Bay Packers for a while. Oh. Yep. No Vikings. That's Maybe the Vikings weren't around back then. Yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah. It was a cheese head. Yeah. But there was some – all right, so here we go. So the Green Bay Packers signed him in 49 while the while Ganya played three exhibition games in for the 49. Bears' rival. A debate raged on whether the Bears or the Packers owned the rights to the young player. In, in the end, it didn't matter. Uh, Labar released Ganya. It's like Lincoln Park. Yeah. Lambeau. Yeah. Lambeau. Lambeau was released by Ganya and the Minnesota native then left football for good. So he went to the he went to Green Bay, played three exhibition games, and the Bears were like, well, we got rid of him because he refused to play drop wrestling. And we still own the rights to him, so you guys can't use him in regular season. So then the Green Bay's like, well, this is too much of a headache, and they just let him go. <laughs> yeah. funny. But it worked out for Vern. It, it definitely worked out for Vern. He, uh, this is, uh, he was on the Dumont Network. The Chicago Territory was on the Dumont Network, which was basically, I think, the forerunner to ABC. It didn't last that long. But he was a huge star and uh, known nationwide. It's rumored that in 1953, he was making about $100,000 a year, which in today's money would be just a little under a million. And the big thing was, back then, it was very hard to be the world champion if you weren't Luthez. Mm -hmm. And so he was kind of making noise that he wanted to be the champion. didn't happen. So he's like, well, I'm going to start my own territory. So he teamed up with uh, this promoter in Minnesota area, Wally Carbo. And they formed their own company independent of the NWA, the American Wrestling Association, the AWA, which lasted into the 90s. And he would go on to be the 10-time AWA champion, and he would retire as champion. But he did come back for like a few matches after that. And so, yeah, I mean, if you, if you remember the 80s, it was the big three. It was the AWA, the NWA, and then the WWF. And, yeah. and they were certainly... They were certainly uh, right there with him for a while. He made a movie with Ed Asner called The Wrestler. 
Yeah, not the one. Not Mickey the Mickey Rourke movie. <laughs> and I think he bankrolled that movie too. And what really did him in was uh, a like having trouble changing with the times. He was very old school, and he was really, really hard hit by Vince's expansion and Vince going national because one of the big stars in AWA in the early '80s was Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. and then he went with Vince. Bobby Heenan was a big star there. He went with Vince. Mean Gene. Jesse Ventura, Mean Gene, Rick Martel, Shawn Michaels, Mr. Perfect. The list goes on. <laughs> they got ravaged yeah. by by the uh, the rates of the AWA. Get, uh, Sergeant Slaughter when he had the GI Joe contract, but then he yeah. went back to WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, by the end it was like Sergeant Slaughter, Larry Zbysko, Mr. Saito. They were like your big stars yeah. there. And he, he was also, Vern Gagne is one of the most prolific trainers of all time, too. Trained the Iron Sheik, uh, who was another Olympic-level wrestler. And the Sheik, uh, there's always this rumor, and I think uh, I think the Sheik has said this, that Gagne offered him, I think it was $100,000, to break Hulk Hogan's to leg. To break that jabroni Hulk Hogan's leg. I had them in the camouflage in Madison Square Garden. I said, Mr. Mc- Vince, Mr. McMahon has been good to me. I, I know I know break his leg because B- Vince McMahon be good to me. We shared our cocaine. Yeah. That was a different <laughs> Vince Vince was rumored to have said that he could, he would always brag that he could, he could do coke all day and never get hooked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess so, if he did yeah. it all day every day, he would be hooked. Yeah. Well, if I wanted to hook you. You'd be hooked. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be fair. He didn't like cocaine. He just liked the way it smelled. Yeah. So. yeah. He just liked the way it smelled. Um, <laughs> go ahead. You got a message. I, I, I'm betting that's really that's good shit. First, they're like, oh, that's, that's good shit. shit. God damn it. Especially in the 80s. <laughs> it's like that meme with Vince where first time he tried coke. Second time. Yeah. And the third time, oh. he like, falls off his chair. <laughs> Stacy Keeler's legs on him. <laughs> So yeah, it, it was it was like most of the like especially the late eighties, it was getting really bad for the AWA and and by nineteen ninety one they were closing up shop and Vern declared bankruptcy bankruptcy, easy for me to say. And his legacy is is uh is second to none almost. He's one of the few people that is in the AWA Hall of Fame, the WWE Hall of Fame, the WCW Hall of Fame, the Fez Tragos Law yeah. Hall of Fame, the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, and the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. Any Hall of Fame yeah. for wrestling, Vern Gagne is in there. And if you want, uh, it, I was going to say, if you want more info on AWA, just go into the, the network. They have the documentary for AWA. Yeah. It's very good. And, and there are a lot of shows. Too. Meanwhile, yeah. while he was doing this, he was also still funding the wrestling program at his high school and helping with that, oh, too, wow. I believe, right? Yeah, I've, at that high school, a lot of different like colleges. He would sponsor wrestlers. He was very involved in. He would have like amateur wrestlers on the show because they they were very like very strict with kayfabe, yeah. uh, especially until the end. They got a little goofy. Like we we're talking about the Yukon Lumberjacks, and you yeah. had the the turkey pole on the pole match, where uh, the big job, the biggest jobber in the company, Jake the Milkman Milliman, won it and won the won the uh, the team challenge series for his team. It's yeah. like, and also, the, when they won that, oh no, that was uh, UWF that had the jobber, uh, Dave, Davey the Observer Meltzer. Yeah, that, that was Herb Abrams. Yeah. yeah, the Herb Abrams UWF. The they had some jobbers that that wound up doing stuff. I think um, I think Jake Milliman did stuff with WWF. Tom Stone, if you remember Tom Stone from the late eighties, he would always wrestle a lot for WWF. Uh, Buck Zuboff, but he wasn't yeah. really a jobber there. And he was also a horrible person. Yeah, as I said, the book got uh, canceled. Right. Oh, he's so. also in, he's also in prison. Yeah, and he's old too. He's going to die in prison. 
And uh, and and sadly, with Vern, his uh, his last years, he, they were marked with a battle with Alzheimer's disease and dementia. Uh, it's believed they might have also had undiagnosed CTE. He was living in the memory loss section of an elder care, a nursing home, basically in uh, in Minnesota, and he got into a fight with another guy there, uh, Helmet or Hemet Gutman. Uh, he was 97 years old. This guy and and Vern pushed him and threw him to the floor and wrenched his back, uh, broke his hip, and and he, and the guy wound up dying. Holy crap! Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they didn't press charges because he didn't even know what he was doing. Like yeah. nobody, like neither guy remembered it happened. Like right after it happened, had that and then and the sixties, that would have been a, a big uh, Nazi gimmick that Hemet would have had their helmet. Yeah, <laughs> and Vern would have been uh, beating the Nazi. Yeah, he would have been Baron von Gutmann. Yeah, Baron von Gutmann. He would have teamed with Rashke. Come out with Could you monocle. imagine? You're like you get a phone call. You're the you're the Helmet family, and you're yeah. like uh, your grandfather. He. Uh, just got beat up. Yeah. Like, what? He's, he's like, dead, yeah, and then nursing home by one of the workers? No, by one of the other residents. And they're like, well, because well, here's the thing. Like, if you're from that town, obviously, a thousand kids, almost 2,000 kids go to school there, so it's not a big town. So I'm sure you know Vern Gagne, or yeah. like, he, he's probably put your area on the map. You Vern know what I mean? Gagne. And you're like, Vern Gagne beat up my grandfather <laughs> and killed him, like, beat him up in, 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 in the nursing home? You're like, this is a good percentage person's probably. All right. Yeah, like, like if, like, listen, if my dad was put in a nursing home tomorrow, right, and, and Hogan beats and, him and up, and Hulk Hogan murders him <laughs> yeah. in a dementia rage, I'd be like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. call it what it is. It is. <laughs> I'd be like, Dad, you took one for yeah. the team, brother. <laughs> Rick, Rick Flair and, shot my dad to death in a nursing home. <laughs> I, I, listen, no, Rick Flair's in the in the, uh, in the mental hospital. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're woo, we're, we're woo, woo. <laughs> you once watch again, that late uh, 2000 WCW. Not, he actually helped train Flair too, Vern Gagne. Mm -hmm. He was part yeah, of this. That that's where that's what we're going to be talking about next here. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, they he would do every year. They would have a training class uh, with AWA, and it would be in a barn. Vern had a barn in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, and they would do the old school wrestling thing. It would be like it would be in the dead of winter in Minnesota. They would work out outside. They would run people around for six hours, make them do a thousand push-ups, like all that exercising until they throw up, and then they would put them in the ring with Billy Robinson, and Billy Robinson would twist him into a pretzel. Yeah, which is Billy like, Robinson is uh, a legendary yeah. uh, shoot wrestler. It's like, yeah, that will toughen you up, but you learn zero about professional wrestling doing that. Yeah. Well, they would do that for the first few days. You'd be like, okay, you made it. Now yeah. you now well, we start. Back in the day, it was you know they, they wanted to you know, really protect the business. Yeah, they're trying to getting weed in. out. People, yeah. yeah, which is good because I know there's a lot of Yahoos in now. Mm -hmm. I mean, the worst one of the worst is Hogan. Like, uh, the first time I went to go train, Hiro Matsuda yeah, broke his leg, yeah, on purpose. Oof. That was in like California, Florida, I think. Florida, yeah, yeah. And so, the most famous graduating class of this uh, Vern Gagne school was 1972. Uh, I believe Greg Gagne, his son, who we're going to be talking about, who was uh, class of 1967 at Robbinsdale High, he was in there. Uh, the most famous person, though, uh, the adopted son of an OVGYN who lettered in track, wrestling, and football. Not at Robbinsdale High, though. And that would be Ric Flair. Woo! And uh, the other one in there, uh, we talked about him earlier, uh, nearly an Olympian. He didn't make the Olympics, but very famous Greco-Roman wrestler. Fled his home country after political upheaval and became an assistant coach for Team USA in the 1972 Olympics. Shiki baby. Kosoro Viziri. Yeah, yeah, Shiki baby. And there's another guy. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I said he'll break your back and make you humble. Yeah. Yeah. The, he'll certainly do it, especially if you're uh, not if you're, uh, you're Jim Bronzella. Be Brian Blair. <laughs> <laughs> He's amazing on Howard Stern. Yeah. 
We can't say so, anything uh, he says on that yeah. show, though, because we'll get turned off immediately. <laughs> yeah. There's a uh, there's another guy who was in the Olympics in that in that training class. He was a weightlifter, and he won a gold medal in weightlifting at the Pan American Games. Mm. He was uh, third in the 1977 World's Strongest Man competition, um, and he was the second ever WWF Intercontinental Champion. Ooh. That. Ken Patera in that yeah. training class. How about that? And then you had... Uh... <laughs> I just read this name and immediately went, I thought it was a TV show name. <laughs> no, it's not Bob's Burgers. <laughs> it's uh, Bob Bruggers. He was Bob's... a football player for the Miami <laughs> Dolphins. Uh, he, his uh, career was cut short in, a, in the same plane crash. He was in the same plane crash that Ric Flair was in. Hmm. And, and he, he passed away and, and, and Flair survived? I don't know if he. I think he just had a career-ending injury. I, I, somebody died in that crash, but I forget who it was. Jesus. Because uh, like, it was Flair, it was David Crockett. Um, speaking of, just real quick, speaking of weird, and this is not wrestling related, but the Leonard Skinner plane crash, mm -hmm. where like everybody died except like two people, and the yeah. guy crawled on his hands and knees to find someone to help him. Yeah. That's a crazy story. It is, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a rock story right there. And we just talked about this guy too. Jim Brunzel was in in, in this Jump training class too. Yeah. And uh, Jim Brunzel's longtime tag partner, Greg Gagne, as we said, Vern's son Greg, was in this training class too. Greg was always he looked little back then, but now he'd probably be pretty tall. Huge. He's he'd skinny, be... but he's probably yeah, he was very six skinny. two or six three. Yeah. Like people would always give him like, oh, Greg Gagne sucks, but uh, on the on the scale of like wrestlers, kids from that time, like. I mean, the worst is probably George Goulas. He almost killed the Memphis Territory. <laughs> David San Martino was legendarily bad. Eric Watts. But Eric Watts. Greg Gagne wasn't horrible. Yeah. I, he wasn't He wasn't Vern. He wasn't like a superstar, but he wasn't horrible. Yeah. You get to imagine, though, that the competition back then, too, mm -hmm. which is unbelievable. And, and there's probably resentment, like, oh, he's only getting a push of his dad. And it might be true, but yeah. the... Um, the big thing he was known for was him and Brunzel were a tag team forever. They were called the High Flyers. And back then, a High Flyer was like somebody did a, a flying body press off the second yeah. rope. Whoa. That was High Flying. So uh, so they, they were the AWA tag team champions uh, a few times. The first time they had it, they had it for a little over a year. And they had to vacate the titles because Brunzel got hurt in a charity softball game. <laughs> Jeez. I wonder if Sid was Played against Sid? Yeah. yeah. That's the 78. <laughs> And then they had a second run. It was all, almost two years. They were tag champs for almost two years. Wow. They beat the East-West Connection, Adrian Adonis and Jesse Ventura. And mm -hmm. uh, they were named the Tag Team of the Year for uh, 1982 in Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And then in 2003, they did the top 100 tag teams of the PWI years. And he, uh, they were 49th, and Greg Gagne was 169th for uh, singles wrestlers. Oh, wow. Speaking of this year, they're doing a PWI top 100 tag teams. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my female top, top I think, fifty. I think that's not enough, though. My top fifty or top hundred female edition should be coming. Oh yeah, soon. that'll be cool. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll do an episode on that. Yeah. So then uh, the other thing that Greg did it was kind of notable. Obviously, with you know we all know how much I love Bobby Heenan, and one of Bobby Heenan's nicknames came from a feud with Greg Gagne in the eighties. They had weasel suit matches because Greg would always call him the weasel instead <laughs> of the brain. So they had a match where if you got beat, you had to put up, they had to wear a weasel suit, and they'd always do a thing. Because the Ganyas, their big move was the Ganya sleeper. That was their big finish. And they would always beat people with the sleeper, Vern and Greg. So they would put Bobby Heenan in the Ganya sleeper. He would be out while he was out and unconscious. They would put the weasel suit on him, and he would wake up and be all dazed, and he would look down at his hands, and there would be weasel paws. 
and it would freak out like how did this happen and he would get up and he would see he has a tail and he would run around trying to chase his tail and he yeah. would fall down and he brought <laughs> just, that just fun stuff uh, the warrior then he brought that game again. yeah yeah they, they did that with with the warrior in wwf and greg didn't wrestle much outside of the awa he did have a, a there was a very famous card on Shea at shea stadium in 1980 uh where you had andre beating hulk hogan that was when hulk was a heel and he was managed by freddie blassie and the big match on that was uh bruno san martino and larry zabisco in a cage match but uh on the undercard there greg Gagne beat quick draw rick mcgraw hmm that's a name. A nice rhyming name. I hope he was a cowboy. Six shooter. His finisher should be called the He was a magician. Yeah. <laughs> construction worker. He's a construction worker. <laughs> he had the quickest nail gun in the West. He was a carpenter. He could put dry, He's an artist. He could put dry he would be like very, he would be those guys that draws like those caricatures. Yeah. But he could do it very quickly. He was a quick. Yeah. Quick <laughs> I was like, where's he going with that? I'm sorry. I'm out of it today. He's a character. Not 100%. So. <laughs> So Greg left uh, wrestling pretty much when the AWA closed. He was a uh, he was a car salesman for a bit, and he worked for WWE for a little bit. Once they they kind of made nice with the Ganyas, and they put Vern in the Hall of Fame around 2005 2006. They brought in Greg as an agent. And he was a trainer in OVW for a bit, but it didn't last too long. Yeah, they they got be on a lot of DVDs talking about the old guys and stuff. So yeah, and another guy from back in the day. Uh, that we went to Robbinsdale High. He was a class in 1960. Was Mean Gene Okerlund? Oh, I can't do a Mean Gene. I think for me as a kid growing up, Mean Gene was just as important to pro wrestling to me as anyone who stepped in between the ropes. Yes, yeah, he was there for all the big promos. Yeah, he was so good at his job. Yeah. So good he at his job. Man. I, I Hulk still... Hogan, you mean to tell me there's two universes? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I would. Uh, to this day, if someone's like a brand new wrestling fan or we're talking about wrestling or I'm, I'm turning somebody on to wrestling, I still put on the video on YouTube of, of Mean Gene's outtakes. Fuck it! <laughs> Come here. That, that, is, that is my two-word Mean Gene impression. Yeah. yeah. Fuck it! <laughs> I like the one where, Put that cigarette out! Yeah, I like the... Yeah, he would be hitting a cigarette... <laughs> And then they had like a little the little um, graphic come up. It says little uh, mean tiny dick yeah. uh, Oakland. You get that off that screen <laughs> yeah. right now. But when uh, the sheik grabs the turkey out of the cage, yeah. he goes, "I grab this fucking turkey," and he's choking. <laughs> mean Gene just fucking breaks. He loses. He walks uh. off screen. Just like the outtakes of Mean. You can just tell he was just. Ever, I don't think it was. I, I don't know. I don't know too much history of Mean Gene, but it looked like there was no one had a bad word to say about. I think him. everyone liked Mean Gene. Yeah. Liked his ladies like, and liked his drinks. So let's go get a few cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> liked his hamburgers, too. He had yeah. uh, Mean Gene Burgers. Oh, yeah, that was a, he had a, a, a burger chain. I want to make, I'm gonna, you know, if I get my millions, I'm going to make the Mean Gene Burgers again. Yeah. <laughs> but just, now it's Gene Belcher, so, you know. Just the, uh, like I I'm going to reopen Pasta Mania. Oh, <laughs> I, would love, I would love that. Just, just now, if, if I were to reopen a... Uh, if I were to reopen a, a place like that, it would be Abdul the Butcher's House of Ribs yeah, and there, Chinese there Food. Because that be, sounds great. It yeah. does. Hold the hep C. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, <laughs> that's, I mean, the, the food. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mean Gene, like I said, he, he is at, at, at times bigger than any superstar that stepped between those ropes. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. He was, I don't know why they ever let him go. I would expect, oh, you have a contract for life. Yeah. You can go, keep, keep going as long as you can go. Yep. But also, once again, heavy hitter that went to this high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he uh, he was originally from South Dakota, just like Brock Lesnar. And he wound up to, in Minnesota. Mm. And he wound up then after Robbinsdale High, he went to the University of Nebraska. 
and he studied journalism. He was also in a band. He had a, he was in a band called Gene Carroll and the Shades. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I think they had a few like regional hits. Something they had like big national hits. Yeah. Like Jimmy Hart had that one with the Gentries. It was like a, a top 10 hit or something like that. But Gene Carroll and the Shades, I think they had a song that was like bigger, like locally. What well, doesn't Gene did it when the one wrestling album he did Tutti Frutti? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one video of him and Nikolai Volkov where he's singing and he goes, I got to tell you, you are the shits. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we may be talking there's about a, some. There's another, uh, the second wrestling album, Pile Driver. He sings rock and roll hoochie coo. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after after a uh, whole rock stardom thing didn't work out, he got on the broadcasting. He became Gene Leader, and he was a uh, radio DJ. He he worked at a radio station in Omaha. Then he wound up going to back to Minnesota, back to Minneapolis, St. Paul. Worked at a few radio stations and TV stations. And back then, that's how they got a lot of the announcers. Like uh, Lance Russell, the famous guy from Memphis, was a news guy. Hello, and fans. Dave... Lance Russell here. Yeah. Such a good announcer. Mm-hmm. Such a good announcer. And then Dave Brown was uh, the, the one he would be partnered with. They would call him Dave Brown the Weather Clown because he was a weatherman. <laughs> the Weather Clown. <laughs> and so so he, he, he gets into working with the AWA through them. And by 1970, he's a ring announcer. He's an interview. Occasionally, he would do commentary on matches, too. And obviously, like a lot of these people, he moved on to the WWF. And they actually cashed in. This is on one of those Hulkamania tapes where one of the first times they came to Minnesota when they were going national, one of the big matches was Okerlund and Hulk Hogan against yeah. Fuji and George Animal yeah. Steel. In a match. That is uh, training videos leading up to that. Yeah. Where he's in the tank tops. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. Re- I think it was a Saturday Night's Main event. I yeah. think. Put that cigar out, yeah. Gene. <laughs> he's having him drink raw eggs. He's having him like run up the steps with Hogan on his back. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen the, the B roll of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Was like probably, him puking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Gene looks like he's five foot, like four foot two next to Hogan. Especially like, like 1986 Hogan. Oh, my God. Mm hmm. And apparently there's this old story about how he would like to sleep uh, sleep au naturel, we'll mm. say. He liked to sleep uh, sans clothing. And one time he was drunk and he uh, kind of wandered out of his hotel room. So there's just uh, a naked Gene Okerlund in the lobby. Oh, my God. That's when you so, uh, put that cigarette out. Put that cigarette out. Yeah, but, so, yeah, then he uh, leaves for WCW in 93. And, he, and then uh, at that point, he's known for the 900 line plugs, yeah. too. 1-900-909-9900. That's in my head. Fans, yeah. there is Call somebody now. that will be leaving. Yeah. WWE. And, and he would always do these things, but he got a cut out of the money. That's why he'd always try to do these big plugs. He yeah. got to cut the 900 money. All right. And, now come uh, down to the ring. Ric Flair, because Ric Flair would do promo on every Nitro there for like 95, 96. Yeah. <laughs> One of the other things I loved on that too was um, I actually won a T-shirt from the WCW oh, really? 900 line. Oh, that's ones. awesome! It was like a white WCW crew T-shirt. I think yeah. it did like a it was like trivia or something like that. And you got three questions right, and you won a prize. That's cool. And yeah, so so yeah, then that's when they made him Scheme Gene yeah, in, in WWE too. And and he came back a few times. He him and Heenan called the gimmick Battle Royal at WrestleMania X Seven. And then he was the host of WWE Confidential. He did some stuff for the the network and for before that WWE 24-7. Classics on demand, whatever they call it. He would do like the old school Raws. He was a narrator for WWE Storytime. The last thing he did uh, for WWE was he did uh, an interview. Unless he did on camera. 
was he interviewed Raw or uh, on that Raw 25 show they did? He interviewed AJ Styles. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, wow. And remember, and he then did li- the, the what, what was the show? The the with the eyeball. The was that the insider? Was confidential. That? That confidential. That was. That was yeah, I like the, I like the one show they did where they put every, like the Legends House. Oh yeah. When they put all the Legends. Oh yeah, in the yeah, house. Legends House. Yeah. That was really fun. And then he was just this and, like horny old guy who wanted to drink all the time. Everybody it, had to pretend they didn't know Pat Patterson was gay. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's a big reveal. We've known this for thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> Legends House, good stuff. So uh, some of the other people, th- those are some of the older graduates, and then the main people they talk about with Robbinsdale High, there were a bunch of people who you, you, all you skipped. You skipped his uh, his last paragraph there. Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's so sad. A lot, yeah. a lot of these things don't have the best endings. Yeah. Um, he had a severe fall late in 2018. His uh, condition rapidly worsened, and he he did pass away on January 2nd, 2019. And do you want to keep going? Do you want to save the rest for another day? What no, do you want to do we here? Can go. We're good. We're uh, hour forty-five right. in. Yeah. Because we have um, we have so many people who all graduated Robbinsdale High between nineteen seventy-six and nineteen seventy-eight. Uh, the two big ones. I didn't even do a whole big write-up for these two because I think maybe we should do if we are going to do something next week. Maybe we just do these two guys. Yeah. Okay. And that's well, Rick, th- th- Rick Rude be, and Kurt Hennig. These would be guys that we can do a, t- a whole show on just solo. Yeah. So we can just say they went to their school and you can do like a, a, a brief of just each person here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, j- especially these two. Because uh, yeah. some of these guys, there's not like the other guys, there's not as much. Yeah. But Rick Rude and Kurt Hennig, Mr. Perfect Kurt Hennig, absolutely. Like Rick mm-hmm. Rude, obviously the, the Intercontinental Champion, legendary feud with the Warrior. I mean, his. Was great in WCW. His pose yeah. is still legendary. Everyone calls that the right, do the Rick Rude. Okay. The ravishing Rick Rude. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. I'd like to have right yeah. now. For me, when what caught my hogs. attention with him, which is obviously like when he came out, I was just like, okay, this guy. He looked he looked like a video game character, just yeah. jacked beyond belief, and uh, the big perm. Yeah, yeah, the big perm. The ladies would go nuts, and he just had yeah mustache. the mustache. But when he wrestled the warrior and he put the warrior's like wife on his tights, yeah, Jake. That was Jake. Oh, Jake. oh yeah, Jake. Yeah, Jake. Like just anytime he wrestled somebody, his tights just looked yeah. awesome. Like, the airbrush. Yeah, they were really really good. cool. Should have been world champion. Yep. In WWF. I know it was WCW World International Champion. And then Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect, was probably... Also should have been world champion. Probably my favorite, mm-hmm. one of my favorite first heels that I've seen. I just like, I oh fucking yeah, love this dude. Like, wow, he's a good, he's a good wrestler. I used to he always was, spit my gum out and try to slap it yeah. out of the air. I do that too. I still do that. <laughs> he, he, he was actually in the first wrestling match I ever saw live. Oh, wow. Kurt Henning. How about that? It was, before, it, it was in WWF, but it was before he was Mr. Perfect. It was when he was first coming in. And he beat, I think, uh, DJ Peterson, mm. who was just an AWA guy. I think he teamed with the Trooper, who was the Patriot without a mask. Yeah. So I um, the original Patriot. I've been I've been using. I'm, I'm not going to go too long on it because I'm sure you're hearing a lot of it too. I've been using the stereo app um, that, mm-hmm. that that Jackson put me onto, and stereo. there's a a gentleman that I met on there. Um, that it's one of those things where I meet people and then we start talking. They're like, "You're a podcast guy," and then they use. I say, "Yeah," and they're like, "Oh, we met this other cool dude on there. He does a podcast." And I'm like, "And I'm like, oh yeah, we know each other." And they're like, "What?" But um, we met this dude uh, named Joe. He go his 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 name on there is Joey Butts, and he's a huge wrestling fan. And he, one of the trivia questions he gave me is, "Who's the first person to kick out of the Perfect Plex?" Hogan. I said Bret Hart. Hogan? I said Bret Hart, and he said it was right. I'm pretty sure Hogan did. Was Hogan, it? I think Hogan did it at the Royal Rumble. Oh, let's see here. Yeah, maybe. But go ahead. I'm sorry. You can finish the. 
I'll look it up while you're looking. Uh, so, so yeah, th- those two. I think next week maybe we cover those two in a lot more detail because you could do a whole show on bo- each one of them individually. Yeah. But there were some other people that didn't have quite the careers that those two guys had. Uh, one guy um, had a cup of coffee in the big leagues was Brady Boone. Uh, <laughs> Dean Peters was his real name. First person to kick out of the perfect plex was Bret Hart in 1991. Bret Hart would wow. be the first final uh, that, the, one of the final. I po- don't know about that. Yeah. Well, maybe on their record. I, w- I, I want to say that one Royal Rumble where uh, uh, the first Rumble Hogan won, I think he kicked out of the perfect plex. Yeah, I think he gives it to him. Hogan gets right up. Oh, yeah, maybe he let no it go. Yeah. yeah, I know the first guy to... The first guy to beat him when he was Mr. Perfect was Beefcake. So it says yeah. uh, Madison Square Garden, June fifth, nineteen ninety. It was it was Hulk Hogan, but I think because it was a rumble and it wasn't like a pinning situation. Oh, okay. That's why they gave okay. it to Brett. And June fifth, nineteen ninety. The rumbles in January it wouldn't have been June. Well, whatever. Yeah. I still say it's Hogan. My money. Oh, it was a pinning. Well. It was a pinning situation. It hundred percent was Hogan because the ref was counting a three. Yeah, yeah and Hogan just gets right back up. I remember it. Yeah. And he starts doing the the Hulk up. Yeah, 100%. Yep, you're right. Go ahead. So I got it wrong. I thought it was Bret Hart. It was See, Hogan. Dean Peters, uh, Brady Boone, he was uh, class of 1976 Robbinsdale High with uh, Rick Rude and Kurt Hennig. And he was the captain of the gymnastics team there. Mm. A very uh, flexible guy, very athletic guy, used a lot of aerial moves and, and things like that. And he he started wrestling in the Pacific Northwest in the Oregon Territory as Brady Boone. Uh, he was billed as the cousin of Billy Jack Haynes. They kind of looked a little bit alike. Um, they won the P- he did win the PNW Tag Team Titles twice, once with Coco Samoa and once with Ricky Santana in the early mid '80s. And he would do like TV jobs. He would be like a guy when the WWF was in that area. He would come in and, and just lose matches. And he would win sometimes on house shows too. He would uh, got really fast beat... there. Like it. Yeah, there was a lag, would... and then it bunched all your words together for a second. Like, <laughs> and I already talked fast. So that's not yeah. good. It was. I mean, it was still clear, but it was funny. And uh, so yeah, he he would uh, beat Steve Lombardi a lot, mm. uh, the Brooklyn Brawler, yeah. eventual Brooklyn Brawler. Met him. And and then he, you didn't even know you met him, but you didn't, met him. had no idea until you told me. <laughs> the original MVP. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. One of the original Kim Cheese. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, Brady Boone came back to the WWF in 1990 as Battle Cat. He wore a oh. mask. He was Battle Cat. He would do a lot of flashy aerial moves. He beat Bob Bradley and Paul Diamond on TV. But uh, nobody knows exactly why, but he was fired for undisclosed reasons a little bit after he started his Battle Cat. And for a few weeks, they put Bob Boone in the same gimmick. And then they just dropped and it. That, yeah, and then they just kind of let it go. It was kind of Goofy looking. Now maybe yeah, Battle you know, Cat with a lucha mask. Then it would have been like okay. But he kind of tried to cash in on what he did there. He he wore a mask for a while and he was Fire Cat <laughs> or Lynx in the UWF and Herb Abrams UWF. And they he was actually on their only pay per view, the uh, the Beach Brawl pay per view. Him and Jim Cooper lost to the Blackhearts, who were uh, Tom Nash, who was one of Luna Vachon's, I think it was her first husband. And then Gangrel, who was her second husband. <laughs> no, it was her second husband. Then Gangrel, who was her third husband. Oh, my God. And I think she was their manager. What a world and, uh, wrestling. <laughs> wrestling is crazy. Uh, he also wrestled as Firecat in the uh, Global Wrestling Federation in Texas, uh, all Japan, and in WCW. And he also wrestled some TV matches for uh, Br- WCW just as Brady Boone. Mm. And 
one of his big fans was Rob Van Dam. Rob okay. Van Dam liked Battle Cat. He liked the athletic style. He um, he actually, Brady Boone helped RVD kind of get started in the business. He helped get Rob Van Dam his first uh, tour of China, or not China, Japan, uh, with Giant Baba with All Japan Wrestling. And then Brady Boone retired in the mid-90s. He became a referee for WCW. And he was driving home um, from a TV taping in Orlando. He lived in Tampa. And he was killed in a car accident on December 15th, 1998. It's Heidi's birthday. Not the actual yeah. year. Um, but actually, well, that, yeah. No, well, she no. was alive. So. Yeah, she was alive, but that was her birthday. Yeah, she wasn't born then. Yeah, she, she was born. Not that day. Yeah, not that not, not that, that day, yeah. but not that year. Yeah. Not that year. She was already born, yeah. My, and brother, then, my uh, brother would just be getting born, like, five days before this, mm. I think. I think he was born in 98. Yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. Man. The next guy we have, uh, the Z-Man, Tom Zink, oh, also class of 1976. Good-looking man, as Tony Schiavone would say. Sound like a great radio name. The Z-Man on uh, T-102. Z-Man here on 90.5. <laughs> Here's some tunes for you. Yeah. <laughs> And he was a soccer he, player. He was too small for the football team, so he played soccer. Not wrong with soccer. High. We like. How about this? That school has a thousand kids. Yeah. And has a soccer and a football yeah, program. Yeah. How about and that? And none of our schools in this area will. Yeah. Yeah. Support only like a handful of support a soccer team. They all, they also had an ice hockey team, but it's also Minnesota, so yeah. of course well, they did. You know, in Minnesota, that's how it goes. <laughs> you get a hockey team. Yeah. You get hockey. Every everybody played hockey in Minnesota. <laughs> they 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 paint the lines with their might. Yeah. And then it blows up. That's 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 the, the government won't tell you that. I have secret access. Yeah, yeah. top clearances off, off the grid. <laughs> anyway, so from from there, uh, Tom Zink wind, would wind up getting much bigger later on. He he would study speech communications at the University of Minnesota. He got really in the bodybuilding. He put on a ton of muscle mass. And by 1981, he might have been doing something else too. Yeah, we don't he, know. Especially uh, <laughs> been on those uh, candies. By 1981, he was Mr. Minnesota, and he was at another bodybuilding contest, and that's where he met Road Warrior Animal, who we mm. talked about a few weeks ago when he passed, and Animal linked him up with Eddie Sharkey and Brad Rangans, and they trained him how to wrestle, and he was a he was a pretty big hit right away. Yeah, people like Tom Zank. He was uh, the not, tied. It was a tie in 1984. He was uh, working as an undercard babyface in the AWA. And he tied for Rookie of the Year in the Wrestling Observer Awards in 1984 with a wow. young lion from New Japan, Kiichi Yamada. And uh, Tony, do you know who Kiichi Yamada is? No idea. Well, he was in your pro wrestling grade. Jushin? Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Now I know. And so uh, after AWA, Tom Zig moved on the Pacific Northwest, much like much like Brady Boone did, and he was a tag champion there with Scott Doring. He won the PNW heavyweight title. He wrestled in Ca uh, Canada for a bit, too, with Dan Crawford, oh. Phil LaFon. He was a Canadian international tag title. But it was when he was working in Canada that he started dating the sister of his next tag team partner, Rick Martell. Ooh. Or the sister-in-law, rather, the sister-in-law of Rick Martell. Oh, okay, okay. Do you, th you think Scott Doring was related to Danny Doring? Dastardly Danny Doring. Maybe. Probably not. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess no. <laughs> anyway, Rick Martel. And they became the Can Am Connection, Ooh. and this is where Tom Zink kind of got thrust into the the mainstream. The they, Canada. They were uh, America Connection. Get it? Yeah, Can Canadian American. Am. <laughs> ah, nailed it. 
like, oh, I they, didn't get uh, that as a kid, though. They wrestled a bit in... Uh, by the way, Rick Martell is that guy. I, I was like, why is he not in the WWE Hall of Fame? Yeah, apparently. That, that's, that's my guy now for that. Yeah. I don't know if he had some type of on the outs with them over something. I don't think he was in that lawsuit. No, I don't think but he yeah, was. Who knows? But that's over now. But still. Yeah. They're, they're going to hold a grudge, though. Probably. Oh, yeah, definitely. That sucks because Demolition won't get in the Hall of Fame. Until they're both exactly. Dead. Sadly. Who's Demolition but now that it, you have the New Day? Oh, yeah. <laughs> So they uh, they were quickly signed uh, by the WWF. They did some Japanese tours, but they were in the WWF. And they were really almost certainly going to be the tag team champions. It looked like they were being groomed to beat the Hart Foundation. They were in a feud with the Islanders. They were in the opening match of WrestleMania three. They beat Bob Orton and Don Morocco. But shortly after they started feuding with the Islanders, Tom Zink quit WWE. Uh, he had a paid dispute. He claims that he found out that Rick Martel was making twice as much as he was. Which, and she was like, not nah, I'm out. Which, maybe, but I don't believe that. Not through yeah. the same spot. Yeah, surprised me. But, I mean, Martel was also, maybe it was because he was the AWA champion right before this. That might be what they're, who knows. Yeah. More leverage. Yeah. Arrogance so, for today's modern man. <laughs> Arrogance, dude. Yes, I am a model. Yeah. <laughs> so they wind up just uh, kind of doing the same thing. Okay, we're just going to have another guy in, in white trunks team with Martelli. Put Tito Santana <laughs> with him. And they were strike force, strike and they did force. win the tag titles. <laughs> so it, Tom Zank would have stuck around. He could have won the tag titles. Instead, he went to WCW. He was the Z-Man. My dad was a fan of strike force. Really? Yeah. yeah I mean, hey, for the time, they were, they were good. And, and then I met Tito Santana. Yeah. Was he a nice guy? Because you always hear Tito Santana's a nice guy. I was so young, I don't really remember, but he seemed, he's, he seemed nice. super cool. He, yeah. he was, I, I remember him being very big, though. He was a big dude. Like, well, tall. yeah, but I mean, he didn't look big back then, but when guys are 6'7", and you're yeah. only 6'2", you're not going to look that big. Yeah. One of the first wrestlers I met, I think he was an agent at the time, was at a Spectrum show. I was like five or six, was Pedro Morales. Oh, wow. Yeah. That show that I met uh, Tito Santana at was the one where Jim, at, Jim D'Anvil Neihart was there in Shenandoah. Oh, okay. And he choked me out. Yeah. <laughs> Taking a photo. Wow, I was on a show with uh, Tito. I don't know, a couple, it had been a couple years ago. And he was wrestling. I'm like, wow, Tito still. I mean, he didn't do like he did, but he's still moving pretty good for yeah. being an older guy. Dude, I can't wait for wrestling to come back. I just want to go to a show. He was, he was one of the better workers at that time for WWE. Oh too, yeah, or WWE. Yeah, was. Hopefully, this election is over soon, and like can... everyone says, it all ends when the election happens. So, <laughs> well, I hope that's true. Uh, that's not really going to happen. Yeah, I hope that's 100 percent true. So that way, we just get back to everything. <laughs> Whoever wins. They're going to be the ones because COVID's over, and now we're going to rebuild the economy, and we're going to be the yeah. ones to save the day. Yeah, and everything's fine. Well, the YouTube videos gonna... I've been watching, well, the ads anyway that come before it said, hey, it's all going to be fine. It's going to be great. And those those political ads are nonstop on oh, YouTube. Oh, oh my, my God. God. And, and you can't skip them. It's like you, your, your video will play after the ad. Like, I, there's Do anyone like, out there. Like puppies? Do you like yeah, yeah. little kids? Then you won't like Donald then Trump. Then you should not you vote like, Biden. Yeah, it's like does anyone who have their mind made up? They're like, I'm gonna watch a you know a video on my my favorite band or whatever. I'm like, oh man, that six second video. You know what? I'm gonna change my mind. I, I now. think I, I don't think no one says. I literally that. already yeah. voted. It's too late now. Yeah. I, I already voted. no one does that in the history of like I get them fucking things in the mail every day. Like does anyone go? Wait a minute. What? I'm voting for the other guy. Yeah, no. But then the next day they get their one. Ugh, what do I do? <laughs> no, if, if you're that big of an idiot, then you shouldn't be allowed to vote. One of the Could cool you things imagine is every the, uh, day you get mail, you yeah. you're just flip-flopping. Now your, I'm for him. Oh, my God. I, I'm so happy I got this, this letter today. Yeah. <laughs> I one, of the, uh, cool, one of the cool things I saw is the because uh, I got my ballot yesterday and put it in the mail. I, I did the vote by mail thing. 
And the you vice Kanye, presidential right? guy. Huh? You voted Kanye, right? No, God. He was, he's not even on the ballot. I you guess you could write him in. Write him in. But the... Uh, I think you know who I voted for. Uh, but the... Um, the libertarian... Just in the butt of Ventura. Vice... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wrote in him, yeah. Ventura <laughs> Kanye, 2020. And... The the libertarian vice president guy, his name is Spike. It's like Jeremy Spike Cohen. Oh. I'm voting Spike vote Dudley. For, yeah. Yeah, maybe I would have voted for Spike Dudley. I would have voted for uh, when, when, when Ventura was on Howard. I want you to be my vice president. Yeah. Ventura Stern. I would have voted for that. Yeah, 100%. You might well, Howard ca- wouldn't do the tax returns either. That's why he dropped out of the <laughs> yeah. governor's race way back when. Can't they, they should, he didn't even know. Like, he's like, oh, he could just not do that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so with Tom Zink, uh, getting back yeah. to wrestling here, man. Uh, after he uh, after he left WWF, he split some time between the AWA, went back there, and he was in all Japan for a bit too, uh, kind of in that Johnny Ace spot, and then he joined WCW on uh, in the September of '89 as the Z-Man. That's where the Z-Man thing came in. He beat the Cuban Assassin uh, Fidel Sierra at Clash of the Champions Eight. Cuban Assassin is actually Bill Alfonso's stepbrother. Mm. And uh, he, uh, the big things he did here, he he and Brian Pillman won the U.S. tag titles in 1990, and then he beat Arn Anderson for the WCW TV title in on wow. uh, 91, I think, after he came back from an injury. And they also won the six-man titles. That was when they still had the world six-man title. And it was uh, the Z-Man, Dustin Rhodes, and Big Josh. Oh, Big Josh. Big Josh. Doink. Was, uh, Matt Bourne. Doink. Doink. He was a and what well, was he lumberjack? I guess you guess mountain man. Yeah, Big Josh yeah. was a lumberjack, not a Yukon lumberjack. Yeah, not at all. No, I think it was like an Oregon jacks. lumberjack. He came, he came out with a bear though one pay per view. <laughs> with a bear, out with a bear yep. yeah. On WCW, and it, yep. Mm-hmm. WCW, and didn't he wrestle? Uh, he wrestled Black Blood once. It was Billy Jack Haynes under a mask, <laughs> I think. Black Blood. That's like remember, and, remember when uh, there was Bad Street the character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, at first he was Fantasia, and then they was just like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. And then he was Bad Street. <laughs> and, and Black Blood, his hometown was, uh, he was from a little town in France. Ooh, Black, where the was, blood uh, runs black. From wherever. Yeah. Wing, wing whatever. Oh, boy. The, the, be- the, best, uh, the best one back then was, uh, there was this team called the Patriots. It was Todd Champion and Firebreaker Chip. <laughs> and they were from. stupid name. They were from WCW Special Forces. <laughs> yeah, because that, that was their hometown. What become the power plant? Ugh. And uh, so after uh, after that, uh, Zink was released from WCW in 1994. He didn't do a whole lot after that. He wrestled for all, in all Japan a few times. He was in this, uh, the AWF, which had a lot of older guys. And the AWF was uh, out of Chicago, I think. And it didn't last too long. And he kind of dropped off the map after that. He came back in the late 90s, early 2000s. He was a guest a lot on Meltzer's internet show. He had this thing on this uh, site called eyata.com. And it was where Wrestling Observer Live kind of started. And he would just say he would shoot from the hip constantly. He was always ragging on the McMahons. I remember he he called Chris Benoit pound for pound the most roided man in wrestling. (laughs) He would talk about everybody. He was burning all the bridges. I guess he didn't care because he never come back. Yeah, and and then even from there, he just kind of disappeared after. Like, he was, like, getting a little bit of reputation uh, for being a popular guest, and he just dropped off the map to the point where he he did pass away. 
2017 at the age of 59, largely due to heart issues. Mm. And I think it was a little while before people realized he was dead. Yeah, yeah, because he was so out of the spotlight. He wasn't really in the spotlight until... Tony Javai's podcast, and he was talking about how Tom Zink's a good-looking man. Tom Zink, dun-dun-dun-dun-Tom Zink. So, unfortunately, we, we just hit the two-hour mark. Okay, so we'll cut it off there So, yeah, we're going cu- to cut off at Z-Man, and we will, we will finish this next week, and we will do the class of 1977, mm. and we'll get into who that was. And then we'll we have finish. one guy from '78 too. Kiss, yep. and probably, one, and one guy from '78. So we'll, we'll, we'll for finish. that one from '78. From that one from '78, you might want to get Matt Turner to uh, listen to the show wow. next week because he might he might like that one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So that once again. So this is kind of the new format. This one went a little longer because we did have to throw Hell in a Cell in there. Um, but yeah, this is this is kind of it now, man. We're not, not we're not doing weekly. Uh, weekly reviews and all that stuff as much anymore so uh we guys hope you like the new format we are going to stick to more of these cool stories and 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 topics and uh i'm sure next <laughs> impressions. week yeah, and impressions yeah impressions uh i'm sure next week we'll we will do the re- the recap of hell in a cell as well as the part two of this yeah all right uh so so brian what do you what do you got to plug here uh Besides, because I want I want you to go and l- watch your last four minutes of your game here too. Uh, I don't want to watch this game. I don't think <laughs> uh, this NFC East is a shit show. The the New York Giants are very likely going to be in first place in the NFC East here soon, uh, <laughs> with a two and two sca- record. Two and four. Two and four. <laughs> well, um, use the old thing. The- two and five. If the team's name was the actual things, who would win? I think a giant could probably kill an eagle. Yeah. We don't even Probably. have a name, so what does it? What does that mean for yeah. us? We're just yeah. the city. I guess everything wins. Yeah, you yeah. fight the city. Well, no, yeah. a gi- could a gi- could one giant beat an entire football team? Yeah. All right, no, because there are several giants. They're the giants. So yeah, oh, yeah. A yeah. Gi- a bunch of giants could beat a football team. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very true. But a but a cowboy could too, because they could just shoot the giant. Yeah, because they have yeah. a six shooter. Maybe high noon. Yeah. I can't say much for our old name because we we didn't beat many cowboys yeah. either. <laughs> and 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 the, and the Saints could, would never beat anybody. Yeah, no, children. Yeah, yeah. But what do I have to plug out to plug murder, my dude? As always, <laughs> it's a uh, true crime yeah. comedy podcast. Uh, that you can find on. Uh, if you just look up murder, my dude. You can go to projectumana.com. We have Links merch are below. there. Next, this week we did Vlad the Impaler, kind of like a Halloween theme thing. Ooh. He's the inspiration Ooh. for Dracula, so we did that. Love. And next. Next week's a really special. We're going to do Halloween, but I always like those Halloween movies like uh, Campfire Tales and Trick or Treat, yeah. where you have like a few different stories in one movie. Did Tales you... from the Hood, I think, oh, was like have that. You, too. Have you seen uh, Real Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? I haven't, no. It's pretty good. But uh, So we're going to do a bunch of smaller Halloween-themed stories next week, and next week is also our, uh, our birthday episode. It'll be uh, three years we've been doing this. Wow. Well, two full years, and we're going into our third year. So yeah. we started at the uh, in October. I think it was October thirtieth, nineteen nineteen. Wow, we've been doing this forever. Two thousand and eighteen was our first show. The the wow. net the network is coming up for us as well. We're coming up on our two year. Nice. Um, the show, this show itself, is is come uh, is a little further down the line, but the network inception is is yeah, coming itself, up very yeah. very soon. And interviews with everyday people is coming up soon. So yeah, man. Exciting stuff coming up, man. I think I think for both of us, man, where we came and starting and and collaborating and working together, man, it's been it's been a fun two years, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're uh, and we're about like three or four months away from episode one hundred, which will be cool. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. That's when we're gonna have that that old school WWF music, the Cincinnati main event. Dun, 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 dun. 
<laughs> episode 100 is when we get the cease and desist letter. We're going for it. Yeah. If they come after us for that one time. For episode well, if, you one really, if you really want that, you have to get uh, the original Saturday Night's Made Event music, Obsession, uh, by Animotion. Oh, jeez. We yeah. got to gotta get a, a 100 episode logo done, a special logo. Maybe Tori can do us as yeah, she could as character as as uh, as wrestlers. There we go. Yeah. Now there's somebody that would be interested to get insight on the uh, the music. She'd probably have liked the musical number on. Uh, I'll have her. Oh on. yeah, yeah. I'm have sure she'll come over. Send and hang her out video. Some. Yeah. Yeah. She'll come over and watch <laughs> it. it. It's yeah, it's funny because uh, I, I was saying how like I saw uh, Spamalot. She was in Spamalot. She was oh, the wow. Lady of the Lake. Oh yeah. cool. She's super talented. Who would you want to be as a, if you were? A, I mean, An Matt 80s Hardy. Guy? Any any of the. I mean, Matt Hardy would be. The, well, that would, are we doing Saturday Night? Main event? Well, no, I'm just saying for like if well, episode 100, if we do like a special, you know how Truth Behind Illusion, we're all car- like yeah. we're all monsters. Like you get to pick a wrestler. We gotta we gotta pick main event main event people. Like you know. I mean, I would want to be Sean with the mullet and the glasses, okay, yeah. like looking down the glasses. I want to be that Sean. Yeah. Hmm. Would you be the Repo Man, Brian? Would I be Warrior? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I'm thinking I gotta fit something into my physique, like Vader no, or yeah. Andre, ba- Bastion Booger. <laughs> oh, I could be, you could be Bam Bam. I could be Razor. Oh yeah, could, Bam Bam would be great. Let's yeah. make you Bam Bam Bigelow. I Bam Bam once. Yeah, we'll put flames on your head. Our one man gang. Yeah. Actually, no. I think it'd be cooler. See, here's the thing: when you make the logo, it's only our faces. Yeah. So I think for Brian, I think him wearing the Vader mask would be cool. Okay. Yeah. You think? Yeah. That, and then, like, that would be cool. Oh, you could have Macho. He beard, so Macho Man glasses. Yeah, and I'll pro- I could do Macho Man. You could yeah, Warrior uh, for you would be yeah. cool with the face paint. Yeah. Something like that, or I don't know who else. Andy dressing up Hogan. like the Ultimate Warrior—that would never happen. Yeah, yeah never. never. Well, we'll figure it out. Tori, I'm sure she's watching. Hey, Tori, I just realized you are watching. Oh my yeah. God, we summoned her. Yes, we summoned Tori. Um, yeah, so that'll. Uh, t- yeah, Andy, where do you get the plug? Hey, if you want to watch my shirt, buy some blue gold shirts on Pros and Tees. There's two up there, and then uh, Outbreak Quarantine on uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Watch more matches are coming all the time. So we've recorded. I think we're we're good till almost December. Nice for matches. There's only like three or four weeks, so it's every every Friday at nine, I yep. believe, or Saturday at nine. It depends on when they want to do it. But anyway, YouTube, Outbreak I'll, I'll, I'll Quarantine. And you can check myself and Andy out on Mondays. Uh, Truth Behind Illusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk all things supernatural. <laughs> Next week we will be doing natal charts. Oh, okay. Um, Which makes you think of babies. I mean, they, yeah, prenatal charts. Yeah. So this is more or less like your uh, your stars, your, your stars, astrology, and your, your moons. Yes. And I'm not. This is a, uh, I know. I said this is I, a sad week for me when it comes to that kind of stuff. Why is that? Because uh, James Randi died, the amazing Randi. Oh, okay. Wow. He was the guy, a uh, very famous skeptic, and um, and um, he was a magician, too. He was uh, one of the mentors for Penn & Teller. He was the one that had the million-dollar challenge. He would offer a million dollars to anybody that could prove any sort of paranormal or psychic stuff, and uh, they could prove it in a in a uh, laboratory setting, then they could get a million dollars. No one ever cashed. Nobody ever won. Yeah. Nobody yeah. ever won. <laughs> that, well, that's 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 what makes the show fun. We we yeah. dive into it. And, the unknown. And we we let you as the fans decide what you think. Oh yeah, it's totally fun. Yeah. yeah. No, this is to bring up because uh, it's a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. James Randi was cool. Um. So yeah, that and then check out the rest of the shows in his network. Uh, we are really doing well again on Facebook and YouTube, and uh, the audio is doing on really Facebook. well too. Like, it feels like the the everyone's coming coming back, or maybe we have some new listeners. So thank you guys so much. Merch pages are doing are doing all right. Uh, not as good as a couple weeks ago. They were blow, they were blowing up. But oh. if you guys want a T-shirt, man, they're Ebbs there. And flows. Yeah. Yeah. You grab some T-shirts. Uh, Christmas is coming up. If you want to get some cool Christmas gifts or uh, help help support the podcast, uh, not only can you. 
you buy a shirt from us, but you can also get a Murder My Dude shirt from their site. But uh, that'll do it for Tornado Tag Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Episode 83. Three, we'll three, see you next three, Yeah, for 80, three, 84 will be yeah. next week. But we'll see you then. See you guys. My muffler fell out. <laughs> oh, my my muffler. Oh, muffler. Oh, muffler. <laughs>